Good evening and welcome to El Los Fumar Takes. This is our 251st take live from the Alec Bradley Lone Star Studio of Azel, Texas. I'm your host, Barry Duplessis, as always, and I'm so proud, so pleased, and so privileged to be with you all tonight. It's going to be a fantastic show. Two weeks in a row, we're going to celebrate a milestone. Not my milestone, but somebody else's, and it's going to be done with two of the most fun, fabulous gentlemen that I know in this industry today. I'm so excited to have these guys back. And for a really special LOS Fumar Takes, we normally do things a little differently here. Today, we're going to do things a little traditional, which is bring the band together, so to speak. So stay tuned. we got a great show coming up. Before we get to formal introductions of our guests of honor, we do have to thank the uh, people that make this show possible. And that, of course, is our sponsors. Tonight's show is sponsored by our good friends at Drew Estate. Check out your Drew Diplomat retailer today for all the goings on with Drew Estate. Some great cigars coming out this summer. Check out the new Freestyle Live pack that went live just a couple of days ago. You can get those at Drew Diplomat retailer. See what the folks over at Drew Estate are up to. And we'd like to welcome our newest sponsor, Postania Cigar to the LOS of our takes family and uh let's without further ado let's get on with our 251st take so without further ado let's welcome into uh uh let's welcome into the show sponsored by United Cigars smoke one today and start living United <laughs> Misters Juan Cancel and Kevin Kaithen gentlemen of Protocol Cigars how are we doing tonight good evening everybody <laughs> we're doing well thank you, you for having us on bear it's uh Honor and a pleasure to be here with you once again. Uh, usually, you usually you'll do uh, one of us. Uh, uh, you're one of the few guys that always do us separately, but this time you did us uh, together. I think it's very mm-hmm. fitting, you know, to celebrate, you know, eight years of protocol cigars on the market. Well, I'm so not bearing the lead at all. Here we go. Roll tide. Oh. Sure. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah. I, I I told Barrett Absolutely. prior to this that I think that he was my actually my first interview, like alone. Cool. Mm-hmm. I think I do remember that. You also did Bill alone, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, a, I think that was the first person in protocol to be alone. You guys really, he said it was always Bill and Juan, Bill and Juan. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it was. Uh, so I had Bill on twice, one on uh, one um, on once, and then when uh, when Kevin um, joined the ownership group, uh, had Kevin on, and then we brought Juan back. Uh, mm-hmm. for, for, for one of my favorite, my, honestly, one, the last time we had you on, I, I've, I've said this to a lot of new, a uh, lot of people and stuff. It, it was honestly one of my, one of my most favorite, favorite interviews. Um, because I think, you know, a lot of, you know, including myself, like got to know you on a, on a completely different level. And it was really, you know, it was, it was, it was really fantastic. You know, everyone, you know, everyone knows, uh, the one can sell that's, you know, you know, the one that's one can't sell and everything. But I think that night we got to know a little bit more about your background, what made you who you are today. And that was, that was, right. it was, it was, it was really, it was really enjoyable. Enjoy I definitely got to check it out again. If you guys want to know a little bit about the backstory of one can't sell, uh, <laughs> I guess you'd watch it, but I'm going to watch it again. I'm going to post it too to have people rewatch it. What would be the fastest way to find it? Would that be on your YouTube channel there? Uh, YouTube? Yeah. Yeah. Probably YouTube is going to be the best one to, to find it on. Okay. So that was the, uh, um i'll pull up the take list here in a second i'll give you guys the number but yeah no, it was it was it was one of my uh one of my favorite interviews was the last time i had you on by yourself but uh but i've got you both here now this is uh this is something i'm really been excited about so like like you're saying eight years celebrating your eighth anniversary that just happened this week right yes may 16th so the first uh event we had 
where protocols were sold in the market was, uh, I think it was a Friday. I don't know if I remember it was a Friday or Saturday. My, my gut wants to say, I would have to check on my- I think it was a Saturday. I, I, I was going to say, it there. feels like it was a Saturday. I think it was a, yeah. it was a Saturday. You know why it was a Saturday? Because we wouldn't do it on Friday because we had a pig roast there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so we had had the ideas for, for those of you uh, out there in, in TV land and on the radio and podcasts. <laughs> if you guys don't know how we started, I'm just going to quickly tell the story. So- uh, back in the days in 2013, 14, Bill and I became friends. Uh, Bill was a cop in, uh, in no, actually, he was a, when I met him, he was a sergeant in Berkeley Heights PD. Today, he is now a captain. So I want to toast to Bill because that's a pretty great, a very small department to yeah. be making the rank of captain. That's pretty, uh, pretty impressive. Cheers, Bill. That's to Bill. Which is one of the reasons captain. why he left the company because he wanted to uh, pursue uh a more serious and that's kind of political so uh, and it's 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 a lot of politics so the job didn't like him having a cigar company because he was always drinking and smoking which is fine if you're off duty but it's not the look that they wanted and stuff so somebody did talk to him about it and he made the hard choice and left his baby for what what you know was important to him and and he did that so we need Bill, to get we need to get Bill back just asking what he really had a harder time giving up the cigars and the booze or the beard because I really miss bearded Bill. <laughs> <laughs> well, every November he'd get it back because on his job you know it's a police thing but every November they got no shave November for charity so he would grow the beard for that and then since he was a boss he'd keep it like a month or two after that so by, by January he'd look nice and keep and donating to charity and keep mm -hmm. the beard. Speaking mm -hmm. of beards, look at. Kevin's yours is coming in nice and nice and nice and real. I like this, man. This is a yeah, a little little birdie was in my ear about like maybe growing it out a little bit, not doing that little short thing. So I'm not going crazy. I'm not going the full one, can't sell, but just you know, a little bit. I keep it, you know, tighter, but I like it. You my know, whole thing was getting it's getting very gray. One well, one's getting a little couple of grays. Gray. Yeah, here yeah. One likes the salt and pepper. Yeah, and I can't I'm wait for this. I want to be like Bear. Bear's got it. That yeah. nice mix, that salt and pepper look, I think it looks amazing and distinguished. <laughs> I got a few over here. Too, look how it's distinguished. I got baby work. beard, and then Juan's got, like, you know, like, adult beard, and <laughs> bear, man, you got, like, massive beard. My whole yeah. entire life, with the, since the age of 16, I've had jobs where I had a, you know, uh, I had a shave every day and have, uh, you know, low, low, you know, high and tight haircuts. So when I retired four years ago i was like oh, i've always wanted long hair and a beard so i bet this, this is just what's happened since i retired just the long hair and the beard the more the more facial looks better on you one i'm not i'm not a big fan of that like there's very few people and this is no offense to you and i'm really sorry mm -hmm. but like there's very few people that can just pull the stash off <laughs> yeah you did pull and, it off for many and, years and and uh and well i, I mean kevin can say that i i i never i never was a fan of it i'm sorry so um <laughs> but I mean, dude, I mean, the list is high and this, like it, the high distinguished. I mean, we're talking about the Sam Elliott's, the Tom Selleck's of the world. Those are the people right, that pull right, out the right. stash. So but every once in a blue, I would shave it off and it would just cause a ruckus at work. <laughs> oh, I bet. Whoa, yeah. whoa, what happened? Yeah. I was known for my mustache and my flavor saver. My, 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 <laughs> uncle, my uncle Roy had a stash for years too. And, uh, and man, when he shaved it off, that was the weirdest thing for me. I was still, I was like a teenager and I like, that's all I had known him. I was like, what, what is that? Cause like, you don't have a mustache. Like, that's weird. He's like, yeah, I decided to shave it off. I'm like, you, you can't do that. That's just wrong. It's like hacking off your arm, right? Yeah. You're going to look retarded with one yeah. arm. I don't know. Nuts. Like if my dad like shaved off his mustache when we were like little kids, and I don't know. We we always get told the story how we were crying when my dad like shaved it off one time. So 
yeah my dad had to bring it back she's like you can't do that you know you're like it's like that's how you know your dad you know and you're a little kid when he shaves it off yeah yeah um yeah i'm not i'm not sure i'll ever shave again (laughs) even though my mother my mother keeps asking every time i'm like i at this point like i was like you understand that i've had facial hair longer than you've known me without facial hair do you understand (laughs) this I, I and they 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 just want their baby back. My yeah. mother said the same thing before. When are you gonna get rid of that long <laughs> hair and that and that you know and that beard? I was like, never. Yeah, parents yeah. are crazy. So uh, on to some business, gentlemen. Uh, you guys are already smoking. We're we're all drinking. Uh, you guys have got a rye. I also have a. I have a nice little rye here too that we're uh, that we're enjoying together. So, uh, but uh, I don't have a cigar yet lit up. So I've got some choices for you, and, and has become a tradition here on. El Osafumar takes. We're going to go ahead and um, you're going to go ahead and pick my cigar for me. Awesome. All right. So like I've that. got some choices. I think you'll like these. I'm not 100% sure, but I just call it a hunch. Okay. Um, so I've got a, I've got one of the OGs, except for it's not the OG because this is the 60. This is the Protocol Blue 60 um, okay. released from a couple years ago. Um, it is from the original shipment, though, so it, it, it has some age on it. Uh, speaking of original, I have the original John Doe. Nice. Also. Uh, but then I've got, uh, you guys mentioned that you had some of the uh, uh, Sir Robert Peels, but I've got another one in the Lawman series. I have both an unopened box of natural bass okay. reefs and an unopened box of Maduro bass reefs. So let me, t- let me let's talk about that for a second, because... Um, when we first came out with the Lawman series, you know, we had collectively as a company, Bill, Kevin, and I, um, we wanted to do something special for our fifth year or fifth offering to the market. And that's when we went to uh, the what what's now called the Lawman series. Originally, it was going to be just the uh, what's today known as the uh, natural Sir Robert Peel. And then I was in Nicaragua uh, walking around and I had an idea. I was like, hey, listen, I want to try this with a pencil. You guys got any Pennsylvania Broadleaf? Yeah, we have some. And because I, I had smoked something with some Pennsylvania Broadleaf, I, I like the meatiness, the minerally aspects. It was very, it's like smoking a steak, real nice. So I said, can you make me one a sample? And they made it and I fell in love with it. Since I brought by some samples, everybody fell in love with them and it released now all the Lawman series is part of the uh, tradition with that. We release a natural and a Maduro. And a lot of times people, you know, like the natural, the Maduros are like the hottest sellers, but with the, with that particular Bass Reeves, that are natural, it's a Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper. The first time that we've ever used an Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper on a, uh, on a blend with Nicaragua Minder and Filler. It is asleep, but it's really good. Don't get me wrong. That Maduro is nice. We got the dark Habano, uh, Nicaragua Habano. Uh, scooter on there it's really you know rich but that 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 uh natural one is really nice yeah people sleep on it so i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna go for the bass reefs you could do a box opening on live on okay. the show i'm gonna i'm gonna rock, ask rock, for rock a great uh, well just that uh bass reefs natural naturally yeah. yeah yeah so yeah and it's funny because you know that that happened by chance and we're a small company. So it was a big decision when we came out with Sir Robert Peel originally as the first Lawman series and a natural and a Maduro. So I always joke, it's like, Hey, Padron, when they come out with a 1926, 1964, what's it come out in a natural and a Maduro. So there you go. Yeah. They can sue me and I'll be in the news. So <laughs> at this point, natural Maduro is one of the words. And it's just, it's just like an equally used name in the industry, a word. Cause you know, some well, of these, these so trademarks words, and things. Well, yeah, and then but like there's like words like Reserva, 
right no, that, that, <laughs> yeah. that like man you can't like yeah, no, everyone limit. everyone uses that limited limit. yeah it's okay. almost to the point where you, you can't even yeah. you know what's it gonna ha- what's gonna happen you can't use the word toro anymore right, yeah. somebody's gonna give you a cease and desist that's use, the you know can't use the word evil i know that yeah. there it is Look at that beautiful purple. That's gorgeous. Yeah, very nice. What was the? I know you guys have you you put a lot of uh, Easter eggs on these on these in particular one. What was the? What was the inspiration with the purple? Um, I I, I just thought it looked nice. Um, you, I, it's weird. Uh, people actually say if this was a when people some people that don't know about the who who Bass Reeves they look at the band or they look at the of a toll and say, is this uh, Jimi Hendrix? <laughs> and I'm like Jimmy Hendrix. How do you get that no. out of it? No. And they say with the purple, with the purple haze, and uh, but I don't know. I just like purple. Wow. Purple went that's well. A, and that's wait, a, what are we doing? That is a, that is a reach, man. <laughs> yeah, that was. I was like, that is a reach. Crazy. But now nah, it was just uh, this Jimmy Hendrix with a cowboy hat. <laughs> <laughs> there is a picture of him somewhere with a cowboy hat on the on the band. It does look like him though. So okay, you know, I can't say it's too much. If you look, okay. look for you, you'll find it. But well, yeah, the these, color was just the color. Yeah, news to me on that one. But if um, you look at the a Vista on there, Kevin and I are in the Vista there. It's hard to see. But it's hard yeah. to see, but we are there. We're, I'll we're pull it back up once I get the slit. You could just look at it and see if you find the... I won't tell you where we at, we're at, but Kevin and I... Is that me? Yeah, that's you. Feedback. So... Uh, well, let's go ahead and jump into this. Thank you so much for picking the cigar for me. Mm-hmm. Pull up the box here in a second. We uh, go ahead and get started with tonight's major point, was, which is always brought to our brought to you by our friends, the people. Yes, cigar people, the people who know everything about a lifetime of service protocol. Cigars is more than just pool parties and good times. Well, maybe it is. But behind the fun <laughs> is a motivation for service, motivation for giving back. From the original protocol blue to the latest release in the Lawman series, Phoebe Cousins, protocol has always been about honor passion and yes the people it's what their life's work has been and always will be about power of the p protocol cigars well gentlemen uh it is it is your segment it is the uh the major point of tonight so i'm going to pull up this back open this box and check out this vista here see if i could spot where you guys are at i do see the dog are you guys under the are you guys under the cigar uh i guess patio Yep, right around there. Nice, yeah. cool. So we're two cowboys, and and you see the, if you see look close, you see the cow, cowboys on the patio. If you look really, really close, that's Kevin and I. That's cool. Yeah, I love the Easter eggs that you put on these, man. I mean, it was such a really cool concept. Um, you know, well, people would, uh, about that. Uh, um, so Bass Reeves would travel with an American bull bullhound. Um, as as that, so we threw that in there, and then he was the inspiration for the Lone Ranger, and as we put the White Horse, Ohio Silver, that kind of stuff. So those are the little things we put in there. Well, the Elliott Ness General Store, right. uh, the Lazona Saloon, right? That's you know, also yep. also like just just a couple, like the the Sir Robert Peel man. There were like I mean those were some those were yes. some deep metaphors, man. Like really yes, cool stuff. Yes. Like this one's the like the Bass is a little bit more on the nose, but they're still cool. If you know what, right. you know, if you know what you're looking for, mm-hmm. I, I just think that I think it's really cool. Like I, um, it's just a really, I, I dig stuff like that, man. So, I, I mean, I, I think it's it gives, really it gives awesome. it a real personal touch. It's not like just really? something yeah. that was put together. It's a personal touch. And we like to do, you know, again, cause you have so many great 
cigars on the market. So how do we stand out? We got to, you know, be different. And I think what makes us different is our pers- both our personalities and the company's personalities, Absolutely. us individually, and that really helps us. Well, I think it was really, I think it was just a really smart decision to like, you wanted to make the Lawman series. Like, first of all, before it was, became the series, it was the Sir Robert Peel cigars you were talking about before. And you wanted to make it something really special. So it wasn't like, it was, yes, it was a protocol cigar, but it wasn't what we had seen from you guys in the past. It wasn't Mm -hmm. a different color. It wasn't paying homage to any of you all are your lines of work at the time, but to, but the, 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 the root of the foundation of, of the business, which I thought was just really, really well done. I thought, I think there were a lot of people that were that particular trade show that were just really um, caught off guard in a, in a very, in a very good way that, that about how you guys presented it and how it was well done. I mean, Juan, I remember you standing over that box in the uh, Espinosa booth, man. And I mean, I mean, I would have, I, I, if I had just, you know, fuck you money to throw away, I would have paid some idiot to try and take that box just to see what you would have done to him. <laughs> like, it would have been. That was his baby. He did a so, great job with it. You uh, did. Y'all did. It was fantastic. So um, I, I kind of wanted to ask this, kind of start this question. I, you know, because I was thinking about this. Um, I was thinking about this a while ago, and I, I don't know why you, the two of you came to mind in particular, because I think there's a lot of examples of this in the industry too, or like there's, there's a lot of examples in the industry, just in general. Like we talk about this all the time. It's like cigar fame, you know, like car, you know, Carlito Fuente walks into PCA trade show and like, you know, Jesus showed up, right? Like it's, it's a huge deal. Right. You know, but Carlito Fuente walks down, you know, the strip in Vegas. He can do that, you know? Right. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and the reason that this conversation came up is like Guy Fieri showed up to the PCA trade show last year. And that was that was that thing. But he can't walk down the strip in Vegas. Right. No, but it's it's the uh, the but the surreal, the real the surrealty of fame. Like, I know you guys that this is this has happened to you guys way more than often. It's happened to me. But again, you know, up until recently, one, you know, you're recently retired. But I mean, you had a day job, you know, right. Kevin still does. I do. But everyone, every once in a while, like I've met people in the, who have out in the, the public who've heard about my show or have seen my show or have seen my videos or something like that. And they're like, hey, you're the you're the takes guy. That's like, pretty cool. Mike, whoa, what? Like, yes, yes, I, yes. Yeah, it's really surreal. Um, and so I, I kind of wanted to talk to you guys about that. Like, I mean, again, I mean, for you know, until recently one, I mean, you, you, you still had a day job and everything like did, did that ever, like when, when you first got recognized, when you weren't like at an event or something, what, like, what was that feeling like? What was that? I think it was, uh, it was, it was a few little times that was actually very unique. Uh, I remember one time I was at the working at midnight at the Lincoln tunnel and I was walking around and, you know, at that time of night, maybe two or three in the morning, I'm, I'm walking from, you know, walking, doing my checks and stuff. It's a car zooming by and he rolls on the window and said, protocol cigars. And he screams at me and I go by. And I'm like, I don't know who it was. I didn't recognize the car. So it wasn't one of my coworkers. Uh, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then it was another time uh, I'm walking uh, into a train and there's a guy wearing one of these protocol shirts. I've never seen the guy before. Uh, he didn't recognize me, but it was cool to see somebody wearing the protocol shirt. That was kind of cool. Uh, even today, like it still kind of gets me. I went to... Uh, 
North Carolina, uh, Jacksonville, North Carolina. I visited two shops over there. One was uh, Tranquility Cigars, and the other one was Godfather Cigars. When I walked in, uh, and I'm thinking, oh, these guys don't know me. I'm going to have to hit the whole speech, the whole spiel. You know, his method. You want to cancel up on protocol, both places. I was like, yeah, I, I am. I was like, oh, man, I've been following you for years. Da, 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 da. I'm actually glad you walked in. Like, let's sit and talk. And we sat in there, and we wound up talking for like two hours each place. It was actually pretty awesome. So even, you know, today and it's always uh, pretty, pretty cool to to go through that. It's, it is a surreal thing. And, you know, I don't walk around like a celebrity in the least bit, you know, and I'm just always been me. And it's funny when you're, when you're recognized. It is pretty interesting. Right. No, it is. It's it's crazy. The, the first time it really happened to me, like outside of like like anything cigar related, I was at a park of all places. This kid was doing like parkour shit and he had a nub cigar hat on. And I was like, oh, that's cool fellow cigar guy nice and he's being a badass over there i was like at a park like my, my son was playing and we were just goofing off and stuff he came over and he was like hey you know uh sorry to interrupt and i was like yeah yeah no what's up and he's like he's like he's like are you are you are you bear I'm like <laughs> i'm like like get my son a little bit behind me you know i'm like this is a little weird and he's like yeah. he's like, hey man i watch i watch the show man who, who, who's your guest tonight <laughs> and i'm like because it was a Sunday too, so that was like, right, right. like oh my god, uh, cool. And it, the funny, the thing about that—that that was the first time I had Kevin on. That was the day that Kevin wow, had cool. On. That's actually oh, that's wow. funny. yeah, that's little funny. Full, full circle. So, has it ever, Kevin? Has it ever happened to you? Uh, first time that it's happened wasn't me being recognized, but I was driving. I had an older 2008 BMW 5 Series, and I was driving to New York City for my day job. And all of a sudden, remember the Assassins Lounge, the group, right? Uh, somebody posted a picture of my car driving down like 78. I'm like, whoa, power of the P. You know, like they posted the car <laughs> driving down the highway. <laughs> like, yeah, that was me. <laughs> like, they saw the car. That. Um, yeah, I mean, not so much because I've typically been behind the scenes for the most part. So yeah. I don't typically get recognized. I get more of like like yesterday and today I'm at Famous. You get five, six guys. Hey, where's Juan? That's all I get. Is everybody asks me, hashtag, where's hashtag, one? Hashtag, where's one? Yeah, where's one? That's Coop. Coop did that one. That's, yeah. I'm a toast to Coop. That's your partner in crime over yeah. there. Yeah. Cheers, Coop. Coop didn't respond to my airport. Where's one? So I'm a little upset about that. <laughs> uh, he's kind of left that behind, man. So uh, the torch has been carried on by uh, by other folks. But uh, but uh, I think he did it right. I thought it was pretty good. So for, the, for, the, for what it's worth. Joke. Yeah, I'm just making a joke. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, no, I thought it was it, it was just one of those things that was interesting, like, you know, for, you know, for 251 takes now, I've had the opportunity to talk to uh, pretty incredible people. Those are some big and, numbers, 251 episodes. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, man. Yeah, I had 250th episode. We had Manuel Casada, who's like the legend last week, and I was yeah. like crazy. And and he's got such a fantastic story. You guys have fantastic stories. Like there, there's so many stories in the industry and they're really great. And like, there's it, it kind of, I don't know. I kind of just had this, like this crazy moment thinking about like, there's so many people that will never understand the, the protocol story. Cause they don't know. They don't smoke cigars. They don't know. They, like they, they have no interest in it, but there's, there's so much to you guys. There's so much to all these other folks. And, right. and it's, it's, it's kind of sad. <laughs> I mean, kind of think of it as kind of sad in a way, but, uh, but pretty cool that I get to that I get to sit across from you guys all the time and 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 have conversations like this and stuff. So, um, that's a 
not to jump just for the sake of jumping here, but mm-hmm. I, yeah, it was just something that I, I was thinking of. But um, again, I really like, go back to the Lawman series. I really like the homage that you guys pay to very important people in law enforcement, um, starting with Sir Robert Peel, Elliot Ness. Um, and Juan, I loved your explanation of it. Um, you talked about how, um, and, and, you, and you weren't like very gravitas about it. You weren't like over the top about it, but you're like, you know, so many times in cigars, like people celebrate the villains, you know, the Al Capones and stuff like that. And it was, it was very, I don't, don't want to say only in cigars. I think like in uh, culture itself, like uh, think about, uh, you know, rap music or any kind of music. Uh, the bad guy is always cool. You know, uh, we've become, uh, I used to watch wrestling back in the days. And in the uh, mid nineties, when the NWO came out, it was like kind of the first time people started rooting for the bad guys. And it just become really, really a lot bigger. And everybody, you know, to the point where Al Capone has his own cigar, you know, Right. And that was, a, and our Elliot Ness was a direct response to that. Why is a, a criminal that kills people uh, has blood on his hands yes. get his own cigar? People smoking Al Capone's like they're okay. Why not, you know, celebrate the guy that put him in jail, put that bad guy in jail? That's right. No, I really, I loved it. I loved it. Uh, Kevin, who's the equi- like, uh, who's the equivalent in like the like the cyber crimes world? Like, who's the godfather of cyber crimes? Like, is that's like, great, is there? Is, that is the, that, that's a great question that nobody's yeah. ever asked them. There's got to be somebody who's like legendary. Oof. Oof, I don't know the most famous in like the cyber world, but he wasn't really the best guy. Is uh, like John McAfee, I think. I think oh, the Ma- like, I, I, he had oh, the program, okay. the McAfee program. The McAfee program. Oh, okay. Remember, okay. Like he, I think he. I think he went to jail. I don't know if he's still alive. I think he wow, might but, but he but, did yeah, do he, okay. He was like sometimes aren't the people, but yeah. <laughs> sometimes the, the, the most famous people are not, you know, they yeah. make mistakes, but you know, this that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, it's uh I, I think it's it, I think it's really interesting how we as a society, especially today, I don't want to get too political, but like I think it's interesting how we choose who we pick and choose to ignore blemishes. And who we'd pick and choose to say, oh, that blemish matters. That blemish Chris Rock matters. said it. Credit Chris Rock said it best in his last stand-up with uh, on Netflix. He was like, everybody's like listening to Michael Jackson now, and it's cool. R. Kelly comes on, and it's like, oh, why are you listening to that? You know what he did, and like, but they did kind of the same thing. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's that selective well, outrage. Diff- that differences when guys dead. <laughs> yeah, the selective outrage that people have, and that was actually the name of his uh, Netflix uh, show, Selective Outrage, which was pretty funny. It's uh, it's 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 funny. It. it really is. It's really funny. So, um, but. Again, back to the the, the Lawman series. You guys do this last PCA. You guys announced the Phoebe Cousins, which is honoring, um, you know, a pretty first female, first female, very important person in in, in law enforcement history and stuff. So, what, um, where, where, where is that in the the, the project? Because I know these are somewhat limited to so to speak and everything. Like, what, so what is this in the production? All, all 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 the material is done, and we're just on the key in the queue to get these things and we haven't gotten them yet you know uh what's going on now is you know covid's two years ago so that's about two or three years ago and what, and what happened is with covid and, and and when covid hit and we had that two-year quarantine you know nicaragua had the same two-year quarantine you didn't feel it right then and there because well the, you know the industry's working off last two years of tobacco so they have they're they're great they're fantastic they're doing great and they held up nice. It's only been around the last year that, you know, we're feeling that effect from when COVID first happened. And I hate to be still blaming COVID, but that's, that's, that's the, it's the reason, you know, every wood's gone up, everything, the prices of things gone up. So 
you know, and I tell I've, I've had a conversation with with AJ that makes is going to make that particular uh, the Phoebe Cousins. And he said, listen, one, I love you like a brother, but I got other projects and that, that are first, you know, like and I get it. You know, you're only going to make five thousand cigars. You know, do you pull out, pull off, pull these these rollers and bunchers and everybody and do that? Or you got, you know, out of this, you got to do, you know, twenty thousand cigars for 20, them, maybe a hundred thousand whatever two hundred thousand so it is what it is and you know we'll get we'll get it when we get it and you know we we've stopped uh we've stopped worrying about it but that should be the next one coming out hopefully well i had this wood. i had this slated for later uh to in the eight year history that we're going to talk about but let's talk about it now so i think i think that's something that's worth noting that like i mean you guys don't own your own factory obviously no uh no. And you guys have worked with two uh factories very infamously you know, what let started everything started at Lazona. And then um as that relationship, as Eric's uh and Hector's relationship with AJ blossomed, that like it kind of it got you guys the introduction, which was really cool too. Correct. I mean, mm-hmm. what a great opportunity with all that kind of tobacco and his that his was, that was that was exactly how it happened. If it wasn't for, for our relationship with it with uh with Espinosa and Espinosa premium cigars, we would never probably gotten with in with AJ. Even though there was one time we were in Nicaragua, it was actually in it was me, AJ, and Eric sitting on the couch. And the, they actually called the protocol the protocol house, which is, has nothing to do with protocol cigars, but that's the name that he's given at that house. <laughs> and he goes, I want, he was like sitting on the couch. And this is probably like year one or year two, something along those lines. And I had AJ saying, Juan, I want to make, I want to make your cigars. Let me make them. And then Eric's like, nah, I'm making it. I was like, nah, let me make them. I could do better. You know, it's a two hour. <laughs> and then Eric's better. like, no, 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 no. That's why I'm not giving you that. I, I'm sitting here like in amazement watching Eric and AJ Fernandez, you know, fight about who's going to make my cigar. I was like, wow, that was such a great, great moment for me. And over the eight years, uh, a history of the protocol, which was pretty now we awesome. Got both. Yeah. Now we got both. Well, t- I mean, talk about that for two a couple seconds though because like you like you we you talk about it, and you guys always say this like every and it, it's not you never say it like to undermine yourselves or anything like that but you you, you you're always quick to remind people that you're a small company and right. um you know that's it and i'm not looking to pick a fight here with this question so i'll word it carefully I'm, but like wow. it there i mean there there are frustrations not with individuals but the process like you said where you've got you know you're wanting to release a project for example but you're a you're you're a number in line just like anywhere else in the world with anything else in the world and uh, you know you've got to you've got to wait your turn so to speak and that i mean does that i think that's got to be tough on some of your consumers sometimes that are like you got a really rabid loyal fan base which has been fantastic for you guys in such a short time i it's 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 a it's a blessing but i mean i mean how how difficult is it to explain to some of them that concept? Because I don't think, I mean, it's really easy for me to understand because I'm in it, right? But I don't right. think everybody does. I mean, Correct. unless I'm wrong. I mean, you tell me. No, they, they, they don't. It's not like another one that's a really big, big draw, like that uh, uh, Elliot Ness Maduro uh, is absolutely fantastic. And that's the one that got us that's in with it. hard to keep in stock. But we get those 200 in a box and like in a month is gone and then once we have them, I tell people, especially the, the people that I know that love them, we got we got a cop in, in my town that I live in, uh, Forks Township. He loves those things. So I told him, hey, listen, you know, Famous has got 10 of them right now. He'll go buy, he'll go buy five or six of them now and then and keep buying more, you know. So he hoards them. But, you know, people but people at this point know, understand it's what it's about. You know, uh, again, we're a small company. We're not 
Rocky Patel, I would love to be at that level, but we're not selling those level those 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 amounts of cigars where you know you're gonna once you buy you buy big you 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 now your presence in the industry and you cut the line. I hate to say it, like some you know, Rocky says, I need this, and everybody stops what they're doing and boom and do what he says, and just like a lot of people else. And the and the only way to not have that would be to have a factory, which is something we're nowhere near uh, doing. But that's the way you do it. I give a lot of respect to. Uh, James Brown and Angela Brown from yeah. uh, Black Label Trading Company. You know, they they did it, man. I remember meeting them in the first show and they had this little fold-up table. But I've already, I had smoked their cigars and they were just kind of doing it. And then like we're doing it, but they went all in. They got a factory. They moved down there with their kids. Those people are committed, man. They, mm -hmm. They're all in. They're all, all the chips are in in this thing. So, and, you know, I'm very happy for them. They're having some great success and the stuff coming out of that factory is tremendous. Really, really good stuff. I mean, is that part of the dream for you guys? I mean, one day to have your own to have your own factory. I know you guys are incredibly happy with Eric and AJ. Again, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to drive a wedge here. Absolutely. Listen, it's just it's easier when when it's just think yeah. you know things are easier and your cost goes down when you got your own factory like that. And but it's it's a lot. Somebody would have to move over there. I, it probably would be me because I'm not retired. Yeah, it'd be a, it'd be a lot. And with you know Juan, you know he's got a family here, and I've got a day job. So you know, and I still got my parents. So that's going to keep me here for you know the you know indefinite right now. So as long as they can you know hang hang on, so they're doing well. But yeah, it's not in the cards right now. It's just but to answer your question, sense. yes, it's yeah, a dream. that'd be great. You know, for yeah. us to branch out, have our own factory, and you know, and do kind of like what Eric's doing, but, you know, not to compete. I mean, there's a lot to go around in this industry. Let's be real. Right. Um, another factory is not going to hurt anybody. So in the, in the grand scheme of things, but yeah, I would love to do it. But again, you know, I'm 42, going to be 43 in July. We're trying to just focus on our small company for us, you know, and I won't speak for Juan, but for me, you know, it's, you know, it's a passion, right. And it's not a big money maker. We're not, you know, over here killing it with protocol. Um, but you know, it's, it's a passion. We love it and we love what we built. We want to continue it. And, you know, if at some point, you know, I hit it big on Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, I'll be, you know, the first one to say one, let's, let's get the factory going. But you know, until that, happens, if I hit the lotto or if one hits the lotto, he can call me up, but yeah, so we'll see. So listen, but, um, out of the realm. I've Juan, had this Juan's conversation. Buying a lot of tickets. I didn't know if you were at the OTB or anything. So <laughs> I, I, I've have, actually have been having this conversation a lot lately since I've been kind of pushing uh, eight years of protocol. And the question is, has been presented to me is like, in the eight years since you guys have been in business, how many small companies have come and gone and you guys are still around, persevering? persevering. It looks it looks great. Like you could say, yeah, because we know we're this, we're that. But the, the, the honest... And I'm going to be honest with you, and I don't know if Kevin's going to even be upset about this, but the honesty of it is the reason why we're still around is because we don't live, we don't feed our family from the from the money we get off a of protocol. All the money we get from protocol goes right back into production, right back into marketing, whatever it is rent, we do, paying the, the rent, on, keeping the lights rent, on, yeah. all that stuff. We don't pay ourselves a dollar, so we don't get a dollar. But guys that come into this industry... And they, you know, that become you know, this is their bread and butter. They want to put a roof over their head. I could see where it becomes like, wow, we're small. We're not selling anything. You know, it, it's just so many things. We, we can have an entire conversation of all the ins and outs of having your own company. But the bottom line is, since we don't, 
I don't want to say it's a hobby because it is a passion, but it's a passion and we love doing it. It's not hot. We have a real business. We have a real business. But the thing is, you know, I believe, do you think if we, you and I were both uh, um, surviving off we this, would we still be we, doing no, this? We would have been gone. We would have been gone ago. a long time ago. We would have been gone long That's ago. the real well, trick to our longevity. Because you guys reinvest back in the company. That kills one of my questions, Kevin, because I was going to ask, I know you came into ownership later. Uh, you know, as part uh, in part of the the journey of the eight years and everything, I was going to ask you what you know what it felt like to get that first that first check from you know from Protocol Cigars essentially. Yeah. Well, he hasn't gotten. <laughs> I'll, so, I'll let you know when I get it. Yeah, I was going to say there you go. Yeah, future future tense. I'll let uh, you know when I get it. This yeah. is great. This like is, sometimes this will, this will go into our future like, segment like, that we're going to do here a, in a little bit. A, a few things like if you know like maybe like an airfare if I'm like I'm going to Omerta to to do a, a big release and it's a it was a pretty substantial buying something like that we'll do an airfare i do the hotel but things you know is just when we're, we're not when listen to do this right you gotta sell a million sticks a year we're not and they were near close to selling a million sticks a year to be making some kind of money so before we kind of go back into the history because i'm going to go we're going to go back to the beginning here uh but kevin i really wanted to get you because i've i've asked juan this before and it might have changed now that you guys are you know uh, on the verge of releasing phoebe cousins but like what's the lawman out of the lawman series what's what's because I know your palate's different than Juan's. What's oh, yeah. your favorite in the Lawman series out of all of them? Man, my favorite in the Lawman series would be that what you're smoking right now, the Bass Reeves Natural. Mm-hmm. I, uh, that hits home. And, and, I, and you know, I hate to just, you know, peanut butter it, but I will. I mean, all the naturals in the Lawman series, like, it's no joke. Like, we're not just saying it. Like, I smoke more of a medium-bodied cigar. Juan smokes more of a full-bodied cigar. Not that I don't smoke full-bodied, and he doesn't smoke, like, mild or medium. But I will go to that Themis all day long. I'll go to use the lightsaber. Um, uh, you know, it's just it's where or where our palates fit. So, but if I had to pick one, I would definitely say that uh, Bastery is natural. Really hits me right. Uh, it's just that's some age to it, and it's it's uh, it's smoking really nice. I really remember the first time you guys handed me this at the trade show, and I remember just like how how much pepper like it really coated the palate, not in a, in a like totally abrasive way but it was there right and it's right. real the the age on this has really rounded it out very nicely i've kind of enjoyed this i'm enjoying this so far this is nice so um no my I, favorite I, in the lawman series is the uh uh elliot s maduro i, thought, I love that i, I love that i'm with yeah. you on so that was, it's that's funny. fine so i was just out for my new hire training in california and after I was, we went out, we we found a spot it's tough in california but we found a spot we could smoke near the pool we were hiding and uh, I was like, oh, I have an Elliot Ness Maduro. So I lit it up and I haven't had one in a little bit. And I even ate and I was like, man, I'm feeling something on this. And I smoked <laughs> like five, six cigars a day. I'm like, damn, this car is like kicking my ass right now. You, you know, know what's really? the funny thing about the cigar? There's no only heroin in that cigar. That was the first cigar in our entire lineup in the history of eight years of protocol that we didn't put Lihero in a blend. Yeah. Wow. Uh, we're talking to Hector and Hector and I, as we're blending it, because I what I wanted, I'll tell you the quick story. So how did how that became how AJ became to to be with us? So for the Elliot Ness, I wanted to do Connecticut Broadleaf Maduro wrapper. One of my next to Mexican San Andreas. I love Mexican San Andreas Maduro, and I love uh, Connecticut uh, uh, um, Connecticut Broadleaf. Just delicious, so amazing. And we have like with the Sir Robert Peel Maduro, we got Pennsylvania Broadleaf, but still not as good as that. Connecticut Broadleaf is just like spiritual to me. It's so delicious. And uh, I wanted to get some, and for a company our size, in order to get that, you know, 
Think about this. A, uh, uh, Jewish State probably buys about 80, 90% of all the Connecticut Broad League. Then Fuente buys it for their Añejos. Then you got Steve Saka, Nick Molina with his connections. You got it here and there. By the time a small cup and Lakers get to the room, we're lucky to get the sweepings off the floor where the belongs used to be. And so we can't even get that. So, you know, Eric's like, we, well, it's not going to happen. We don't even have nothing with Connecticut Broadleaf. I was like, all right. I was like, but I, but I got an idea. I got, I got, a, I got a, a solution. If you want to, you know, hear me out, I'm like, all right, I'm ready. AJ actually grew some, he took some seeds from Connecticut, grew them in Nistali and their Nicaragua and Broadleaf, you know, Connecticut seed. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'll be willing to try. And he sent some samples down. It was absolutely delicious. I'm like, nice. I love this blend. Let's do this. He goes, listen, I also in the blend, I, you know, we were talking about, you know, trying to be a little different. So what I did was I didn't add any Lee Harrow in there. But so all the strength and the nicotine comes from the Viso and the Seco and the uh, filler. I was like, I love it. Let's let, let's go. Let's go with that. And then uh, he goes, but the only caveat is that you, we have to have AJ has to make it because he doesn't let, he doesn't sell this tobacco to anybody. If anybody wants it, he has to make it. That doesn't leave the factories. I was like, you don't have to twist my arm. Let's go. AJ making the cigars. And then from there, he did the Bass Reeves as well. And he's doing the Phoebe Cousins. Nice. So, I mean, speaking of strength and, you know, feeling it, I mean, let's go back, let's go back eight years ago. Um, And the the original Protocol Blue, you know, that iconic. I'm smoking that now. I was going to say that the original I, I, feedback. I found there. it in my, in my, in my, my humidor. I dug, I dug deep for it. I only got, it was the only one I could find. <laughs> the, uh, I mean, this you probably was have a, some, I'm sure you have some somewhere. You, you hoard I stuff. Don't, I don't, I don't talk about that, but you got to <laughs> have some people call me. <laughs> so, I mean, it was, uh, I mean, it was, you know, it's, it's a very, it's a very powerful cigar. It's and quadruply hero. Yeah. It's got great flavor, yeah. brilliant strength. And, um, you know, it was the first thing that you guys wanted to release and everything. And I found that really interesting one because one of the first times we talked to you, 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 you so we talked about your journey in cigars and how, like, you know, you were a big Fuente nut and everything like that. And Fuente is not known for for strong cigars terribly too much. And, no. and, and but I believe at the time when I was smoking them, I thought they were strong because that was early on in my smoking history in my my life and whatever the span is of me smoking. So I used to think they were strong, but they, they, you know, now that I, now that I've become blossomed into a very full body smoker they I think their strongest is, and then my, also my favorite Fuente is the uh, Arturo Fuente uh, Añejo that comes out of Father's mm-hmm. Day every year. Yeah. That Añejo series is so good. Oh, and I like the double, the double Coronas are my favorite. It's great, it. yeah, oh, it's and great. I have a toast to Fuente because he just lost a million pounds and, they're going to come back, though. Carlito, yeah. God's blessed you, and they're going to continue blessing you. It's like your to the first Fuente family. That's it. To the Fuente family, for sure. Yeah. Um, They always manage to come back, man. It's that, 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 that family has suffered so many tremendous, like, it's not, it's not their first running with fire, man. They, yeah. They've, 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 they've fires fought them, and they've beat, they've beat fire. Come back yeah. from it. It's yeah. crazy. Um, So, Kevin, what what was what was your experience with the first protocol blue, like the original protocol blue what do you remember do you remember I where mean, you were anything like that i i remember the exact day like well i was fortunate that i was very good friends with bill and juan when they were starting the company so it was uh i don't know can i can i tell a story yeah, about yeah. how you guys are all freaking out so the cigars came and uh i remember we were sitting at berkeley heights berkeley uh wine and humidor where we had a private lounge and uh you know, the guys are handing me the cigars. They're like, oh, they're going to be too crazy. They're going to be too crazy. 
but they're smoking them like a chimney. And I smoked one. And again, I'm not a big full body, but I'm like, dude, this thing is like full. And, uh, you know, they're calling everybody and, you know, what are we going to do? I don't know if we can sell them. And then, you know, just two weeks, it just needed to sit. And it really did. And um, in two weeks, they were selling them in paper bundles, right? Mm -hmm. I may or may not have those still. And uh, don't call me. So it was uh, it was a surreal experience for me back in the day, seeing like, you know, because I was so new into the industry, right? Juan, Juan was just a character that hung out at Famous. And then we started hanging out. We joined a cigar club and I'm friends with Bill. And now we've got a private cigar lounge. And now all of a sudden, Bill and Juan got a, a cigar company. And geez, there was like 100 people there that day for your release. People were coming out in New York, like a bunch of your cop friends, Bill's friends. And a bunch of the uh, cigar groups were coming out and it was just, you know, surreal. And then having that cigar, it was full. It was full for me. Um, But, you know, it was uh, was amazing. Were you the one that laid down on the couch or no? Yeah. Okay. We both, uh, Bill and I were both (laughs) laying on the couch. I thought I was going to die. Yeah. So the, so then, so you guys have some some early success and then you guys released the red, um, which is also strong. Yeah, the, the reason we came out so real quick with the blue so we you know i was a nerd bill was a nerd and hector asked us like what do you want the cigar to taste like i didn't know about blending or anything like that i'm like i want this to be you know nice full body i wanted uh, i wanted this i wanted that blah, 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 and i vomited all this information a lot we both vomited a lot of information to hector and hector was like wow that's a lot of information give me some time <laughs> so he, he sent us each it was eight samples, one to whatever it was, one to eight, and then two of each. He goes, just smoke these and and then, you know, let us know what you think. And then a month passed by, and I, I didn't tell Bill, I was like, let's not cross-reference notes. Just, just when we both smoke them all, we're going to get together, we're going to pick one. And we both picked the the blue, and we that was our what, first choice. And what we number didn't was think it? About our, I think it was like number two, okay. uh, the, the, the second one. But it was an Ecuadorian Habano Scudo wrapper. Uh, Nicaragua Habano binder, uh, quadruple hero in there, and you know, a lot of people would say that's not even going to smoke, that's not going to smoke well. hero in there, you need combustion with the visos and the secos and all that stuff. I had the majority of it was all hero, and uh, and just for that thing smoking, you know, the way it did, it was a testament to even Eric, even Eric even told you, like, I don't know about that cigar, <laughs> yeah, and it has been smoking and smoking. Okay, I, I'm this is an eight year old one I'm smoking right now, and it's still got a good, good amount of kicking. Yeah, well, that, the combustion on it's really fantastic. Like, you, you, it, I think that's, you know, that's another thing that, like, again, when people don't realize and stuff is like, oh, that's like a concept might sound cool, like on paper. Um, and even may turn out like the protocol blue. But for example, if, like some of those tobaccos may not may not burn, you know, hex book well right like right. but you can man you can stack some dimes on a protocol blue like that's some i mean the way that they that they that hector and everything everyone puts it together it it really it really smokes well which is really, really and then when we came out perfect. with the lancero and everybody's like lancero you're crazy uh, uh eric was very adamant about not doing no don't don't waste your time with lanceros don't do it don't do it and we were like, listen, we're going to do things because, we you know, we're cigar geeks and we're going to do a really geeky size. And we did the Lancero. And, and he did the Warhead Lancero. So, OK. But that was years later, though. After he saw it, did, it did sell. But uh, that Lancero, guys, the first cigar of the year in 2017. We got the first cigar of the year, one of our first cigar of the year uh, awards with Cigar Federation. They're no longer around anymore. But uh, Cigar Federation, you know, gave us the first 
number one cigar of the year. What that and, was the blue. And, and just several. like going back now in time and looking at it, it's you know we're still getting orders for everything from blue to red to like a probable cause or themis and our official misconduct. The, the lines held up over the years, mm-hmm. right? And that that's a testament to what Bill and Juan created, right? I wasn't involved back then, and and you know I was on the sidelines, but like what they created is is staying power, right? And mm-hmm. those blends hold up to this day. People still ask me, um, you know, for for those original blends, and a lot of them like tend to fall off because a lot of people they want the new thing, they mm-hmm. want that limited, you know. Stop asking me for the. A canine, it's not happening, <laughs> you know. So I got one left. <laughs> got one left. Don't tell anybody that because I'll call you. No, it's but, mine. Yeah. Duh, 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 yeah. They can call me all they want. It's mine. Yeah. I got one bundle but of canine I, I think, left myself. I, I think you know, coming to market with something out of the box with that blue, and then doing the Mexican San Andreas ones, Juan's baby, following that up with the Themis, and then official misconduct. That core line holds its own, and uh, you know, still still has demand in the market. So let's talk about the lore of the Lancero here, because, again, I, I think, you know, the the reputation of that Vitola, it kind of, you know, unfortunately has, uh, you know, it, it's it has a it has a reputation like where, you know, again, nerds like us enjoy the size. And right. um, but it, I mean, traditionally, they just don't they just don't sell. I mean, they don't what's, sell. They don't. What's the, what's, yeah. what's the secret, though? Like, you guys just don't do that many of them, or what? Yeah, you just do a lower run. Yeah. I mean, that's we, what we, we only do. have three Lanceros. We have it in the blue, in the red, and in the Themis, in the gold. The original thought process was with every release, we were going to do a Lancero, but the sales just didn't allow us to do it. You know, we, we would love to have done it, but sales are just tough and, and i'm gonna tell you about the laurel and sarah's i love that terminology i never heard it before i think you should you know do an article Trade about market. it but it's, yeah <laughs> Trade, it's pretty it's, it's pretty cool I, I actually do love it a lot uh this is what happened with the lanceros the american ideology is bigger is better you know so mm-hmm. if you took a lancero right and you weighed it against a six by sixty and you said, all right, this thing weighs the six by 60. And I'm just giving you numbers. Yeah. 13 grams. This costs $10. The Lancero weighs five grams, half, half the, the weight. And it costs a dollar more. Why should I spend the dollar more for less tobacco? Well, I mean, you just, just put the 60, put the protocol blue 60, which is, what does it retail at? Uh, what's it? 1045. Yeah. 1050. And what is the protocol blue Lancero? retail at. 11 11 11 yeah see to to the layman like you don't even have to talk about weight just to the layman yeah. they think they're getting more cigar for that that's why i originally started smoking churchills and learned very quickly that 60s were not for me because i would be grabbing 60s because like oh that's a heck of a that's a lot of cigar for right you know a dollar more or equip you know a couple cents more or whatever i'm going to do that because you know when i first started smoking and i learned very quickly how i didn't like 60 gauges but churchill's were always good for me but the but that's 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 the thing though it 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 it, to the layman to 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 the eye you know one is clearly greater than the other because it's a it's a financial decision it's not even the cigar decision Right. But that's not going to, I mean, that's not going to be our market, right? It, it's mm-hmm. the, the layman. We're, we're such a boutique company and such a small company, right? Our, our business is all word of mouth and social media on what Bill and Juan started, but it's the Lanceros. Yeah. It's a geek size, but what we found out, even the geeks that are even on our line, they want the Toro. They want like a uh, Corona Gordo. They want, 
you know, more of a traditional size than the, and not that a Lancero is not a traditional size, but you know, a, a, a little bit more. The American classic and, traditional, your Toro. Yeah, so, right. Toro, yeah. And we, we yeah. tried to expand the line to 60 ring gauge and, you know, the blue 60 does well and we have demand for it, but it wasn't enough to then say, we're, we're going to do the whole line in a 60 ring gauge. Right. Mm-hmm. Plus, I, think the, I think the 60 ring gauge fat is kind of on its way out. Yeah. It was really big. Like the big oh, ring don't, gauge tell, don't tell Coop that, man. He'll just he'll start crying in the fetal position. He's already cut. He's already commenting and asking questions, but I'm not. He didn't respond to me, so I'm not responding. To him. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not mad. <laughs> and another thing I've, I've heard about the lore of Lanceros, uh, to you know, use your term, uh, guys, especially big guys, feel weird having this little long thing. If they say it feels like they're smoking a cigarette on one of those holders, yeah, and you cannot change that mentality. The person doesn't feel right holding something in their hand. I, and I get it. A Lancero doesn't have the same, like a 60. A 60 fits good in your hand. If you're a big guy, a 60 just feels better in your hand. Like this is, I'm a stocky guy. This is a stocky cigar, but cigar smoking is not about feelings. It's about taste. How, do, how does it taste? Because with a Lancero, you know, we all know, you know, smoking cigars about the, the the ratios, wrapper to binder filler ratio. And on a Lancero, you're going to be, you're tasting more of that wrapper and binder, less of that filler. In a six, in an 80 ring gauge, you all you, you basically, you might as well take the filler. I mean, the wrapper and the binder, throw it in the garbage. You're smoking the filler. That's all you're really smoking. <laughs> That's the truth. That's yeah. all you're really smoking. Yeah. But you guys have, you guys have built up, like we talked about this, this fan base that digs what you guys dig in a way that's really like does not fit the industry like you know you know someone like nick perdomo says that like he's he's tried to break in he tried to do lanceros that's not what his that's not what his people want you know that's not what his customer wants and it it just didn't it didn't work out he makes coronas and same thing and and i've had some of his coronas are phenomenal i've also had some of his torpedoes and they're phenomenal too and they don't all all his cigars are good yeah, but it's it that for whatever reason your your following has followed your taste with it too. Like we were talking a little bit before the a little bit before the show one, and we're gonna you're gonna name them off, which I think is phenomenal. There's 28. You guys have done 28 limited editions in eight yes. years. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll let you do the list here in just a second, but that's another thing that I mean. You think about 28 in eight years that's a substantial number and even some companies that do far less than that don't have the success that you guys have on any given limited release you do what do you before you get into the list one because i want you to read it because i think this is i think it's pretty remarkable what do you guys attribute to that success because that's that again that doesn't fit the industry i think uh kevin you could uh you know correct me if i'm wrong but i think our secret, and it's not so much a secret as I've said it before, but every we protect the value of every limited edition cigar we make. So, for example, we said it before, the K9. Everybody loves that Protocol K9, which was the first uh, limited edition we did with uh, Cigar Dojo. People love it. But when I saw that there were guys at the event buying 10 of them, because we said we were never going to release we release it again, so they smoked one. Oh, my God, this is great. I mean, this is all you have is these 500 bundles. And then, yep, this is all we have. We're never releasing them again. Some guys went out and bought 10 for themselves. 
So to protect, because our, this company has come from a very consumer standpoint, uh, consumer base, because we were both consumers before we got into the industry and my other partners in, in the past, the eight years uh, throughout the life of protocol. But that one thing has not changed is our commitment to the consumer. That's why we do 10 count boxes. It's more consumer friendly. It's easier to buy 10 cigars over 20 or 25 in a box much more cost effective and everybody loves the feeling of buying a box the same thing happened with uh with these uh limited editions so you know we come out we want to preserve the integrity of the project so we would say we're not coming out again a lot of times somebody comes out with a limited and in a few years later a year later they're coming out with the same blend again another five five hundred the guy who bought those first 10 bundles could have been like hey i just spent $700 here on, on, on these bundles. And I could have waited till next year. You just, you just fucked me. And so we didn't want that to happen. So we mm. basically wanted to protect the integrity of each of our uh, uh, limited editions and we never released them again, I believe. And that's why people know when we say there's only 500, 400, 300 bundles, that's it. It's, we're never going to release them again. Uh, Coop and I have joked about this and this is his idea. Uh, but we've joked about this, how like how like the TAA will have you'll have, you know, insert company here, TAA release from two years ago and they're still on the shelf. Yeah. But you guys do a limited release and it's sold out in minutes, hours, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. maybe days. Yes. You know, you know, it's true. Uh, William has told me that himself that, you know, TAA can learn from from I don't know, whatever that is, but. He goes, you know, you guys do it right. You do limiteds, you sell out. TEA sometimes two or three years later, you still have 2018s on the, on the shelves in the stores. Yeah, I mean, there's not a canine or anything like on the shelf or anything like that. So, Juan, go ahead. I'll give you the floor. I want all 28 limited editions. Let's let from the eight years of protocol. So, Here we go. So I tell you how I just came about before I read this list quick. Um, you know, we have eight brands all together. We have five in the core line, three in the in the, in the um, and the Lorman series, it's great, you know, in eight years to have those. And in between those, you know, there's probably like 22 SKUs, different sizes, which is a nice, a nice feat. But to look at our limited, I thought when I, when I pieced the, the list together, I said, wow, 28 limiteds. It's pretty impressive for eight years to have eight limiteds. I'm going to read them quick. I'm going to read the name of it, the year and where they came out. So the first one we ever did was in 2017 was the Guadalupe. That was a Berkeley Heights exclusive. Then we did the Protocol Canine with Dojo, 2018, Famous Smoke Shop. Protocol Fat Ash, year one, 2018, Famous Smoke Shop. Protocol Fat Ash, year two, 2019, Famous Smoke Shop. Protocol John Doe, 2019, Berkeley Humidor. Protocol Nightstick with Dojo, 2019, Famous Smoke Shop. Protocol Jane Doe, Berkeley Heights, 2019. Uh, Protocol Confidential Informant 2019 with Cigar International. Protocol Fat Ash Year 3.0 2020 Famous Smoke Shop. Uh, John Doe 2.0 2022 America Cigar Company. Protocol Pooh Party Year 1 2020 Protocol Pooh Party Event. Protocol Five Families 2020 Famous Smoke Shop. Uh, Jane Doe 2.0 2020 Smoke In Aba Dabna. Uh, Protocol Paddy Wagon, 2020, Caravans Cigar Company. Uh, Protocol Coppers, 21, Vintage Cigar Lounge. Protocol J-Train for JSU, 21, Caravan Cigar Company. Protocol Taser, our third uh, dojo release, 
21, smoke in with Abe. Protocol of the Law, 2021, Armenta Cigar Company. Protocol Pooh Party, year two, 2021, Protocol Pooh Party Event Cigar. Protocol John Doe Series 3.0, 21, Armenta Cigar Company. Protocol Battleborn Cigar, 21, Caravan Cigar Company. Protocol Jane Doe 3.0, 21, The Royal Leaf. Protocol Heart Coal Detective, 22, Breaker Cigars. Protocol The Law Part 2, 22, Armenta Cigar Company. Protocol Pooh Party Year 3, Protocol 22, Protocol Pooh Party Event Cigar. Protocol F Train, 22, New Tobacco Village. Protocol Tenure, which was our last cigar with uh, Cigar Dojo, famous, 22. And then the last one we got coming out in July is going to be this year. So what we got so far is the Protocol Law Part 3, 23, or Method Cigar Company. So right there, it's 28 limited edition cigars. Ah, oh, that took me a minute. Let me take a drink. <laughs> it's impressive that like, we've been able to pull that off. Yeah. Now, the, the Paddy Wagon is an ongoing cigar that you guys do for, for Caravan. Out, out of these, yes. The only one that's the ongoing all-the-time cigar is the Paddy Wagon. Yes, that, that one is a... Uh, that's it's, it's a limited, but it's a shop exclusive. He wanted to keep doing it. That's the only one you could you could buy well, more J of. And efforts kind of. Like oh yeah, yeah. J train, the F train. Those are those are now available too. People like those because it's a little different. Like we did them for. I'll let you talk about that one, Kevin. Because you know. Yeah, like for for J and F, that's for Johnny Smokes Uncut, a Facebook group. Uh, my good friend John Reamer runs it, but basically for him he wanted the f train so Juan was like oh it's like real simple and he created the artwork and we made that happen for him so we make that cigar available we don't do it like all the time but you know it comes out in spurts but then he opened it up to other shops uh around the country and then he did the f train because he always dropped in the f-bomb and uh the f train in new york city is an actual thing and Juan's transit cops so it kind of went with the whole law enforcement theme in, in Juan's career so uh you know those those come out from time to time but yeah those are more of just like a regular limited if you will um but uh the other ones are true limiteds when they came out they were one and done you know anything we do for dojo don't ask me for it it's if you didn't buy it you're not getting it my favorite le of all time is is the paddy wagon paddy wagon is that, nice that that cigar is fucking incredible i if if y'all could if if he could figure out how to take that national I, he should do it because that, that that was uh i i said that to brian uh back in the day that you know he could maybe do something with that to take that national to kind of get his brand name out there i don't know how that would work with other shops bringing in like another shop's name but i think that uh i think that would work for them yeah it's good it's it's incredible it's an incredible scar i've enjoyed several of those over the years uh didn't get to all of them the guadalupe is probably the one that escaped me that i wanted the most because i heard such great things about it I'm going to tell there's a, there's a funny story to, to the Guadalupe. So originally, I can say it now because uh, the yeah. Cigar Federation is gone. You know, it's, it's not even a thing anymore. I, I believe I'm pretty sure like they don't have a. I think we're OK. Yeah, I think we're OK. So originally, the Guadalupe was going to be uh, our first. It was still going to be our first uh, limited edition, but we we're going to do it with Cigar Federation. It was going to call it was going to be called Protocol the Feds. And the guy that ran, um, I won't mention his name. But the guy that ran Cigar Federation said, and, and the same thing, every time we do all these, all these limited, with the exception of maybe the John Doe and the Jane Doe's, uh, that's a different concept. I'll talk about that in a second. But uh, a lot of these concepts, I want the, the stores we doing, we're doing it with to enjoy the cigar. I want them to be part of the process. So 
I always ask them, you know, what do you want the cigar to tell? I want you to be part of the process. I want you to be part of the, of the, of the blending. So I, I put them, I connect them to Hector and this and that, or I, you know, I ask Hector, I ask them the same questions Hector asked me. And then I go tell Hector and the guy says, all right, I want a cigar, but this, I, this is what I don't want. I don't want Mexican San Andreas. I'm tired of Mexican San Andreas. So I do not want any Mexican <laughs> San Andreas tobacco in there. I also don't want any Honduras or Dominican tobacco in the blend at all. I do not like Honduras and Dominican tobacco. Besides that, I don't really care what you do. So I go back to Hector. I say, Hector, the guy said he doesn't really care what he what, what we give him as long as it's good. But this is what he does not want. He hates Mexican San Andreas. He doesn't want that. He doesn't like Honduras tobacco and Dominican tobacco. So just don't do that. Hector goes, okay, I got it. Hector proceeds to make a double Mexican San Andreas wrapper and binder <laughs> with the filler being from Honduras and Dominican Republic. He makes the cigar. I send it to, to the guy, to Logan. Oh, sure, I was supposed to say his name. Anyway, I said to Logan, he goes, oh, my God, I love this cigar. This might be the best cigar I've ever tasted. Call and the that was an inside joke for a, a long time with Hector and I. Now it's public. And now it's public for you guys watching the show. But, yeah, uh, everything that Logan said he didn't want. Uh, we put it together, and that was the blend of the of the cigar of the uh, that, protocol. That's blend. one of the best Hector Alfonso shut up and smoke this stories ever. That's yes, <laughs> and it's it's awesome one that we don't tell enough, but it needs to get more light. <laughs> now that you know, but so this is so this is what happened. So he wanted to release it for his birthday, and it was a x amount of time. Again, a small company, but things were a lot better back then. He said, "Listen, your birthday. Let's just make up a date. Let's say you know May twentieth." We're not going to have this until June 20th. There's nothing we could do. He goes, oh, you can't do it. I'm listening. There's nothing we could do, but I don't want it then. It's like, wait a second, but you don't want it? Nah. So he walked away from the project and we were like, oh, F, what are we going to do now? We have the cigar. I already printed a bands and bundled. And like, it just, and you had a, quite a few of them. We had a, and it was like, ah, what are we going to do? So then we said, freak, let's do the Guadalupe. So we came out with the Guadalupe. And the reason we call it the Guadalupe, because the Guadalupe is, you know, uh, uh, worshipped a lot in Mexico. And we had a double Mexican San Andreas wrapper binder. Mm -hmm. So we came out with the protocol Guadalupe. It was the only non-law enforcement themed cigar we came out with. And we actually got a cease and desist letter from uh, AJ Fernandez one time for it because uh, he has Rosa de Guadalupe. Right after the press release. Right, right after the press release, we got a letter like cease and desist. So I reached out to, to AJ. He goes, Juan, that wasn't me. That was my lawyer. I pay people to do this. He goes, AJ, listen, this is going to be a, a one and done. We're never going to release it again. It's only like two or 300 bundles. He goes, I don't worry about it. Do it. I'll talk to the lawyer. So thank God with AJ's blessing. He let us release the Guadalupe, but that, that's the story behind the Guadalupe, which is a great story. And it, it is a real people to this day still talk about that Guadalupe. It is it is a, a fantastic blend. It is very unique. And Hector created that as a gag to to mess with, with Logan, which was which is a very funny story. So during this, these eight years, everything, Kevin, you, you know, you started off, you know, just as, you know, you know, Bell's friend and, 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 and a, like a, a, you know, a fan obviously of the brand and someone support and everything you step up into some various roles. And then eventually you've, you've become obviously co-owner of the brand and everything, you know, when you, again, kind of reverse this a little bit, you know, when that first blue came out and you smoked it, I mean, did that, was that even an inkling that one day, not necessarily with protocol, but maybe that one day you would have, you would have your own brand. 
No, that was never a thought in my mind. I just wanted to support uh, Bill and Juan back in the day. Like, and you know, if it, it turned into a roll-up protocol, which eventually it did, now you know we're co-owners of the company. Um, it, it just—I don't know. I just—I was just a fanboy, like as Juan said, we were just consumers, and you know, and I was hanging out with Bill and Juan every day anyway. So if they were doing an event, where was I going to be at the event? So it just turned out that, you know, I was able to, you know, get co-ownership with a company with one and, you know, that's history, but that was never like my thought, you know, at one point, I mean, back in the day, my thought was, I want to own a shop. I want to own a cigar bar. Right. Mm-hmm. And I still do maybe one day, like own a protocol cigar bar, right. That Juan and I own and um, just an, an amazing spot that we, you know, we can, you know, get back to consumers and have a spot to smoke. It's tough in, in this climate right now, especially financial times. So that's not going to happen anytime soon. And again, I still have a day job. I just started a new job literally two weeks ago. Congratulations. Congratulations. I saw that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that, guys. And uh, I'm really happy. I'm very fortunate um, in my in my career in cybersecurity. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. It might be a retirement dream for me at this point. But, uh, you know, that that would have been more of my dream. Um, this was, was happenstance. It just kind of happened just by ebbs and flows of me hanging out with Bill and Juan and what they built. And now I'm proud to take that torch and, uh, move it forward with protocol. So you, you say, you said the word that I wanted to bring up fanboy, right? So we, again, I've mentioned several times for, in our conversation today, the, 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 the rabid fan base that you guys have cultivated in eight years. That's pretty, again, very consistent in their support love the stuff that you guys do and, you know, continue to, again, continue to smoke protocol and, you know, spread the word and everything. We talked about this. The, it's a small company. We talked about how we're, we're nerds and boutique. And again, this is another thing that's, that's very prevalent in the industry. There is a war, so to speak of there's, there's the little guy that you support the boutiques or, and the big guys. Now, you guys I like to call them the, I like to call I like to call them the legacy brands. The like well it's not just the legacy brands the one like it's the I mean we're talking about the corporations now. Mm-hmm. But you all have bridged that gap. You guys have uh, you've had you've done exclusives with Cigars International with Famous you mentioned several with Famous. I mean these are large companies that are owned by larger companies that are part of this so-called battle that I was mentioning, but yet none of that negativity or that blowback or anything, like no one ever holds that against you. How, how did you do it? How did you broker the peace, man? Like, like what, where do you, where, where did you, where did you come up with, uh, with this peacemaking ability that so just, like, I, th- no one I says think it. what happened with us uh, originally was when we first hit the market, our focus was brick and mortar. I remember when we first, first hit the market, I, I live literally two miles from famous smoke shop. That was that before I even had a brand, that was my local hangout. So it was really, it's still today hard for me to pass by famous. If any of you guys, uh, it's it def, definitely like a bucket list location. They have this beautiful walk-in humidor. They have a great uh, leaf cigar bar lounge and restaurant connected to it. So it's like an all day thing. You go there, you buy cigars at a great price. You walk over to the, to the bar, have yourself a scotch, a beer, a whiskey, whatever you want. 
There's food there. So it's like an all day thing. So I used to go there all the time. That was my home. Sure. I became friends with the actual owner I, out of the, all the ones you mentioned that's still family owned by Arthur Zareski. And it was just uh, an amazing friendship. So when we came out, there's no secrets in the industry. So I had people from Famous coming up to us. Oh, we want to buy everything protocol. We want to put you online. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. And, and again, maybe not the smartest move business-wise, and I don't think Kevin was part of it back then because he probably would have he probably would have said yes. But we said, hold, let, let's pump the brakes for a second. We want to build our brick and mortar. You don't have to take that subtle dick, first. Kevin. You can get them for me. <laughs> you, we're gonna we're gonna build our our brick and mortar presence first. And we didn't go to we we didn't go to famous for I want to say for about two years. After two years of us being in business, finally after we were established and we started growing a little bit more, then we started doing the uh, famous. And then CI was actually Kevin when Kevin got on. He was I want to get into CI and Kevin pushed for that. Kevin brokered those deals, and we got on with CI. And I think because our loyalty to the brick and mortar in the beginning. Because the average business was like, absolutely, you want to buy everything? Here you go, boom, F, right. F everybody else. I, here's my check. Uh, but we didn't go that route because, again, um, I think the secret to that was uh, this wasn't our bread and butter for Bill and I. This was uh, a thing of a passion, a thing of love that we did. And we weren't worried about the best business decisions. We wanted to you know, maintain integrity for the brick and mortars. Yeah, but don't mistake my tone here or anything, Kevin. I don't mean to interrupt. I'm sort of saying I'm just it's it, it's it amazes me in a very very interesting way, and it's and and I and I want to give you guys credit because like you talk about dedication to the brick and mortar one, and you, you absolutely are. And I'm not there. There's I, I'm not disagreeing with you by any stretch of the imagination. It's just incredible to me. Like we were talking, it's it's really interesting. We were, we were mentioning this earlier. Like it's it's funny how we choose who has the blemish and who doesn't right in society. And this isn't a blemish by any chance, but like, I'll, I'll, I'll just go, uh, you, you name names earlier. I'll go ahead and do it too. Like Southern draw Robert Holt was a very loyal uh, brick and mortar guy with Southern draw. It was a huge, and it, that was part of the allure. And that was part of his success. The minute he goes to CI, there was so much backlash. I mean, the, I mean, calling him the worst thing ever that you can call anybody, which is a sellout. And I'm not trying to start anything here, but I mean, you guys have been right. with them for long enough. It's it, it's no secret. You guys don't make any secrets. Right? You even made them exclusive too. No one has ever said that about you guys, and I love it. It's it, and nor should they. Like you guys have done a great job. Um, I mean, I mean, Kevin, what do you attribute that to? Yeah, I, I like my take on it is it's you've always dealt with like Juan and Bill previously, right? They were always at the events, always doing it. And look, those shops were the brick and mortars in our backyard. My first cigar I bought from CI, I didn't know they had even an online company, right? So I think what we attribute it to is being open and honest about it and being upfront. Like we never went out and said, we're never selling to them. Like Bill and, and uh, Juan never said that. It's just, hey, we need to start out in a certain way. And if that you know opportunity presents itself, they weren't going out there, we'll never sell to them. So it was never, you know, something that we put out there to say it's not going to happen. It may never happen. It was, yeah, it's a possibility, but we're going to start here and see where it goes. And when those opportunities arose, they 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 took the chance. But I think, you know, the success that Bill and Juan created with Protocol was you weren't going through a rep, and I'm not discounting reps. We have amazing reps around the country. 
um, and, and well, still a territory of the United States, Puerto Rico now, um, where you're, you're, you're able to interact with the owners and some big personalities in, in, in you know, our, our business that you can really create a connection with. And I think mm-hmm. that's the staying power. Um, it's almost like what Drew Estate did. Like, Dave, I remember David Lafferty coming to an event was as big as Jonathan Drew, right? So if you create that aspect, but just being the owner of the company, um, like kind of shows that. But, you know, with the big online guys, like we, we have the, the, the famous is uh, we don't like see I went a different route and that's fine. Um, we have the smoke ins. We have Ormetta with Puro House. I don't know if you kind of put them into that, but they're big, big online uh, company. Um, but, you know, I think with protocol just being, you know, just Juan can't sell um, and the interaction that he has with every consumer via social media, I, I think, you know, I don't know if saying get away with it but i think they understand it we're a small shop but be happy we're a small company but be happy for us that we're able to get those cigars to market because we can't be everywhere we need a you know in in you know these terms a distributor or an avenue to get our cigars in the hands of people that want to get them and we can't be everywhere i don't have a rep in every territory i agree with what he's saying but i don't know if we're answering the question is why is it that we didn't get that backlash i don't know why i i really don't know why i don't know like you said people were mad when let's go back to you mentioned it first you know that no i i think i why why were they mad at us because we never said we were never doing it we wanted to start a certain way we never came out and said this is never going to happen never going to happen right mm-hmm. we never said that like it, it, that business opportunity presented itself and then we did it so you can't be mad at that right it's a business i don't know that's the way i look at it but well it's maybe. one should one shouldn't be but i mean you know people are illo- yeah. illogical and emotional though <laughs> that's what yeah. <laughs> no it's and, and it, i don't know it's kudos to you guys it, it's 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 a it's a it's a medal you guys should wear with pride and and and, and i mean it as a compliment it, because that. it's you just again you don't see it and that's and i think that's what to me and i I, that's why i i i I love partnering with you guys and i love having you guys on you know every year just because um your story is still so fascinating to me that it's it's you guys said you know like hey we're gonna do lanceros lanceros don't sell we're gonna sell them you know we're gonna do you know le's don't sell or there's a certain point of jump to shark we're gonna do 28 of them in eight years and Look, we have no problem ever, you know, doing. It. You know what? Uh, yeah, we're small, but we're gonna we're gonna smell to the, we're gonna sell to the big boys, and it's like Teflon, man. And and but someone else, you know, does it, and it's like you know, you're you're stealing firstborn children, and it's crazy. But it, so we it's, have another big one that I, I I just forgot, but I have an order to do is uh, best cigar prices. We're in there. Yeah, you know? and it's that's, it's yeah, relationships, that's you know. But they have a they have a great brick and mortar too, right? So the big guys, the way I look at it at it is I can't be everywhere and anywhere right to these small shops. They're going to buy and whatever. And our price point is going to be a little bit uh, tougher for a shop to make their margins. So if I can get my cigars into the hands of the consumer that wants them, and those are the avenues that I can get it to. All right. I'm going to take it. And, you know, I can take flack for it. I hope we don't, uh, we haven't. And haven't, thank haven't God we haven't, far. but. Yeah. yeah, we haven't thus far. So I'm not trying to start yeah. up anything, guys. By the way, so there's a big audience <laughs> no, tonight. I get don't, it. But no, like, I appreciate that. I haven't I haven't looked at it that way. So I appreciate you like saying yeah. that. That's nice. 
Yeah, it's a badge of honor, guys. And uh, there's a lot more into I want to get into this eight years, but we do need to take a little quick break and sure. uh, do yeah. some fu- uh, more fun segments here, what we call our fun segments. And that starts with, of course, our United Cigar Presidential Trivia segment. Don't worry, guys, it's multiple choice. I know it's been a while, it's a while since we've all been in school, but here we go with our United Cigar Presidential Trivia segment brought to you by United Cigars featuring La Giana Havana, distributors of Jose Dominguez, Bandolero, Garofalo, Firecracker and the highly acclaimed Atabay, Byron, and now Alfonso lines from Selected Tobacco. Smoke one today and start living united. So, gentlemen, here is the question, and it is an homage, uh, the way that you guys uh, do business, where I decided to do a little homage to to police uh, and law enforcement history. Which former president was a former police officer and, yes, even served as a police commissioner? Was it A, Lyndon Johnson, B, Andrew Jackson, C, Teddy Roosevelt, or D, Rutherford B. A's? In my head, when you first asked that, I thought I was going to say Teddy Roosevelt, but I could be wrong. Kevin? You're the law enforcement guy in this company. I'm going to go with you, Teddy Roosevelt. Okay. Teddy Roosevelt is our final answer. It is Teddy Roosevelt, served as a New York police officer and New York police commissioner for a time being before. Wow. He, yeah. Before I didn't even know governor. that. Yeah. I got more respect for Teddy Roosevelt. Oh, cool. Mayor, governor, and obviously served in high political positions until he uh, became president of the United States. So pretty crazy. Teddy, Teddy's a, that would be Teddy's a, good, a, that would be, a man. That would things. be a great cigar to make in the Lawman series, the Teddy Roosevelt. Well, there you uh, go. There's a possibility. Don't just even give us to, an idea. I was going to say, you don't even have to pay me royalties, Juan. How about that? That's a deal. That's a deal of century there. <laughs> deal of the like century it. for you, sir. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's, it's, it's really interesting to think of. We were talking about the surreality of, of fame, you know, earlier and, and how we have day jobs, the three of us do. Well, Juan's retired now, but he did for the longest time. And, um, but, it's it's funny because like you know like Lyndon Johnson was a teacher, Woodrow Wilson was a teacher. You know they were like and when I say te- like Woodrow Wilson had a much more prestigious teaching position. He was in college. He was a college professor. But Lyndon Johnson taught sixth and seventh graders in the like the late twenties. <laughs> you know, and he eventually became president of the United States, which is just it's just crazy to think about. Wow. Harry Truman's my favorite though. He owned a haberdashery. He was the stylish wow. one, yeah, yeah. He was a tailor and uh, owned a owned a haberdashery, so he always looked good. He always wanted to look good, which is, you know, it's it's funny. Their day jobs before they became famous and everything. It 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 it's kind of hard to think of these people who are the executives to like have be normal people, but they were at some point, you know, yeah. normal people, normal jobs, and you know everything, which is crazy. It's absolutely nuts, but um, good stuff there. Um, what did did you always want to be a police officer? One did you always want no. to go into law enforcement? What did you want to do when you grow up? I find the people that always wanted to be a cop, from my experience, make the worst cops because <laughs> they're a cop all the time. My thing was, I would just do my job, but you know, like I gave people breaks. I was a human. Uh, some of these guys that wanted to be a cop all the time all their lives and they become a cop, then they're the worst cops. Maybe uh, 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 the brass might find them to be the best cops, but most cops just want to go home the end of the day and, and do their job, but they just want to do be safe. And like, 
they're not getting into things. I, those guys that get into things, they're, 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 they're too much work. So uh, anyway, so but when I was a kid, I wanted to be an astronaut, believe it or not. Wow. Yeah. What, what, uh, what killed that dream for you? My eyesight, because uh, uh, I was told that you needed to uh, have 20-20 vision and all this other stuff. And then I kind of, and it just, it, it's the funniest thing. So I also wanted to become, so when I heard about that, I was like, ah, I'm not going to do the astronaut thing, but I wanted to become a chef. I love to cook. Cooking is my passion. I love to cook. So I really wanted to go to culinary school. It wasn't until in high school, I took a police science class, like my senior year and really fell in love with it. And I just kind of thought it was really cool, everything uh, in the police science class that we took. And then I went to John Jay College, did my four years, got a bachelor of science in police sciences, a minor in law, minor in sociology. And then I wound up going to the NYPD and that was very much just kind of happened naturally and organic, just like protocol, very, you know, natural, organic, and just kind of let go with the flow and let things happen the way it happens. And that was it. And then uh, I still cook, but I never went to culinary school. I still, but I still love to cook. I, I th I've been thinking about it now. Not now, now I got time on my hands. I want to, I'm thinking about going to culinary school. Maybe having my own cooking show. Maybe I could be another guy Fieri. Then maybe Eric <laughs> will let me back in his booth. <laughs> maybe if I come out and have a TV show on, on, on a food network, then maybe Eric will let me come back to his I'd booth. I tune into the one cancel cooking hour, man. That'd be fun stuff. Be entertaining. We'll do it with a cigar in my mouth. I'm cooking with a cigar. Right. The, the bad, the, the bad eyesight though, man, that can't help with all the sunglasses you wear inside all the time. That's, That's got to give you. The sunglasses become like my 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 shtick, my thing. So I wear the sunglasses. But also, I worked midnights for many many years, and the minute the sun comes out, most men were like vampires, like you know. And I just wear sunglasses now all the time. Dude, but I mean, stare. You're, I know you're staring at a monitor now. I mean, the headache you have to have when you're done has just got to be unreal. Nah, that's fine. I'm I'm used, just used, used to, to it. it. Yeah. Kevin, what about you? Growing up, what I mean, did you always want to go into to like tech or? Yeah, I uh, when I was in eighth grade, I met my first computer and I knew I was doing something with computers. And then uh, I was not a gamer, but uh, like Doom came out on floppy disk and <laughs> I my, we had an extra phone line at my house and we had my dad's fax machine line. He did miss a lot of faxes because of that. And I got in trouble. But um, <laughs> I figured out I figured out like, oh, if I am the server and then my neighbor could dial in all of a sudden we're able to play doom but this before xbox live and all that shit right i'm aging myself but basically i was like i could not believe this is happening like we're playing a two-person game and he's in his house like down the street and we're here and we're playing a two-person game and killing each other in doom i just thought that was the <laughs> coolest thing ever and then from that that point on i was like i'm going into something with computers and i always wanted to make computers talk i didn't know what that meant I didn't understand what that meant. And then my career went on and got a cybersecurity job. Yeah. Kind of happened like organically. Crazy. That's awesome. Well, yeah. that was our United Cigar presidential trivia segment brought to you by United Cigars featuring La Giana Havana, distributors of Jose Dominguez, Bandolero, Garofalo, Firecracker, and the highly acclaimed Atabay, Byron, and now Alfonso lines from Selected Tobacco. Smoke one today and start 
Living United, and we're gearing up for our 20 Days of United campaign that will be uh, starting on Flag Day. That's June 14th. From June 14th to our nation's Independence Day on July 4th is exactly 20 days. So pick up your box of United Cigars, which is exactly 20 cigars, and smoke a United Cigar every day along with me. I'll be doing this uh, along with some other great folks that we're partnering up with at United Cigars uh, to celebrate 20 Days of Freedom, 20 Days of United, and it'll be a fantastic, uh, fantastic little fun exercise that we'll be doing. So celebrating 20 cigars, 20 days of freedom with United Cigars from Flag Day, June 14th to Our Nation's Independence Day on July 4th. Stay tuned later for details. So, um, you know, uh, one, this was uh, this was one of my favorite charities that we featured uh, on this charity segment that we've done over the years and because it's very personal for you. And uh, we're going to feature them again tonight. Later tonight, I'll be uh, my wife and I will be making a small donation in you and Kevin's honor to Tunnels for Towers, Tunnels to Towers, um, which is yes. a wonderful organization that, again, is very personal to you. But um, for those who don't remember, don't recall, or maybe they're tuning in for the first time and don't know about it, can you tell us a little bit about this charity and, and, and why it means so much to you? So I was a NYPD cop when 9-11 happened and all of us, uh, you know, did our part. I got a tattoo on my chest that says some gate. All gave some, some gave all, meaning everybody who was a first responder back then, 9-11 hit, EMS, paramedics, well, paramedics, EMS, nurses, doctors, firemen, cops, they all gave something. They all worked to try to make this horrendous situation better, but some gave all, some gave their lives. And the story from the towers, the tunnels, the towers, the story of a fireman that actually uh, ran through the tunnels. He was in a, in a Brooklyn uh, Brooklyn uh, firehouse. He ran because they closed traffic. He ran through the Lincoln Tunnel, or was it, it was the Holland Tunnel, to to get to uh, something something along those lines. I I, I, I hit me with a, with a with a moment. I, I can't remember, but he ran through the tunnels to get through uh, to 9/11 or something along those lines. And they do every year. The, the you know the, it's become a foundation. But there's a tunnels towers run where they actually follow that fireman's footsteps. And they put backpacks with with the X amount of gear weight that he would he carried and he and he ran through, which was pretty cool. And they 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 first started with just helping out widows, but now they do things for all first responders that get hurt. They build houses. It's an amazing yeah. organization. You know, we actually did uh we did a, a, a and I forgot to add it. So it's twenty nine, but we did the Caldwell thing, the Caldwell one, one of his lost and founds. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a a collab with them. Remember that that yeah, project? That's yeah. right. And that was also the money. All that all the proceeds to that went to uh, uh, tunnels to uh, tunnels to towers. Yeah, it was take one sixty three. We talked about this at the top of the show that we had you on last time, Solo Juan, where we talked we talked in depth about this charity and and your time in law enforcement, particularly around, particularly on that day. Um, and you know, it, the Tunnels to Towers Foundation is fantastic. As we're as we're going past twenty years of uh, since that uh, since yeah. that horrendous wow. and historic moment. You know, the the Tunnels to Towers Foundation has shifted to, you know, taking care of all first responders and their families that have lost and 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 in the line of duty, which is, you know, it you know, I think, you know, from my part, again, I I, I was a I was it was young, I was a young man, I was, you know, a senior in high school when it happened. Um, but I think there was this, you know, for the past two decades, it has created a um an awareness of just how 
you know, how much first responders give in not just moments like that, you know, the, you know, the, you know, the Boston Marathon bombing comes to mind and, you know, other, you know, other national tragedies that we've had and, 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 and we're reminded of the, the sacrifice that, that first responders given it and it, but it's a daily basis, you know, and, and even in the recent years, unfortunately with, you know, political situations and stuff, it, it, it there's, there's been a lot of negativity surrounding, uh, some first responders, but at, at the heart of it, I think the what's really what was really terrific out of the ashes of the tragedy of 9/11 arose this this awareness of what you all did um, on a daily basis, and and uh, without uh, you know without other anything other than a sense of duty, you know to you know you know a, a, to your job and to to your communities and everything. So it's a it's a really great foundation. I encourage everyone to take a look at it. Uh, if you feel called, donate. I'll have the I'll have the uh, donate link obviously in the uh, show notes, and you guys can uh, to choose to donate. And again, I'll I'm looking at the at the comments, and my good friend Ben Volpacello just uh, uh, corrected me, which is awesome. It was actually the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel he ran through. Mm -hmm. Brooklyn Battery Tunnel. So like I I got that right. He was a Brooklyn firefighter and he ran through the tunnel to get to because the other side of the brooklyn battery tunnel puts you right by the world trade center so thank you ben for uh clearing that up for me uh so it's the brooklyn battery tunnel and i kind of mentioned uh caldwell with that uh one we did with uh caldwell and i want to i told you i was going to tell you the story between the john and jane doe mm -hmm. and now that that limp that series is done you know we did three years of it of a john doe and a jane doe and what we did was the john doe Guys are usually full of body, more robust. So we made the John Doe's fuller bodied and the Jane Doe is a girl. So when you think about girls, they're more feminine, they're more sophisticated and, 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 and smoother. So we did a, a lighter body cigar for them. But the concept behind John Doe and Jane Doe was we would say we're not giving away the blend because it was an identify so when you have a person who's not always dead, it could be a person you find that doesn't have the memory or you don't know who it is. So for a male, it's John Doe for a lady is Jane Doe, but that entire concept, believe it or not, was art, like a little homage to the lost and found formula that Caldwell put together in an amazing oh, okay. way. So it was basically our, our lost and found. So we grabbed stuff that Eric had and other people had in their for that was just sitting there and we would buy them up and say, we're going to make this the Jane Doe, the John Doe. And they were all amazing projects. And, and it just shows that, uh, you know, some companies do that lost and found model, but don't give respect to uh, Robert Caldwell. He was the first one to do it in uh, 2013. And he was the first one that came up with that concept now. And, uh, you know, he it's an amazing concept. You know, you get cigars that are just sitting there. They're not even seconds. They're just whatever happened. You know, they, they didn't use them. They're just sitting there taking up space, aging beautifully, and you buy them up and you put them in some nice packaging. You put two, two deers, fuck, you know, two deers in sexual positions on it. Next thing you know, you're selling, you're selling out of them. And that's what, you know, Caldwell, I give a toast to Rob, man, Rob Caldwell, they did a great thing. So it's for you, Rob. Toast to Robert Caldwell. Deers in sexual position. That's, that's, that's a, that's a quote. That's a cool. Remember that? Remember that cigar? They had the deers with the, uh, you know. I, I try not to, but yeah, but thanks for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, but uh, great, uh, great, uh, great charity, great foundation. Check out Tunnels to Towers and uh, please consider donating to a fantastic cause uh, to support our first responders. So uh, this uh, next segment is our newest segment here on Ellis Fumar Takes. We'd like to welcome aboard uh, our newest sponsor, Postania Cigars. And this is Everybody Eats. 
sponsored by Apostanya Cigars. If you always make, uh, if you always make sure that your servant's towel is bigger than your appetite, everybody will always get theirs. Postanya Cigars is more than just great cigars made by cool people. They embody an attitude of gratitude and grit. With Postanya, everybody eats. So Juan, you're the you're the culinary guy. We're uh, the the Juan Cancel, uh, you know, cooking hour will be uh, the newest show on Food Network. We're hoping so. Yes. Uh, but this is a question that I'd like to get your take on. Kevin, you may not have thought here, but I would love for you guys to both weigh in. Other than a significant other or your partner or your family, wh- what is a memorable moment that you had? Not just you know, necessarily preparing the dish, but for you, Juan, it probably was. Kevin, it may be preparing or it might be just enjoying it with you. What's a moment that comes to mind where you shared a meal with people other than family and your partners? Okay, so for me, um, I came from a culture where food is love. Uh, in, a, in a Puerto Rican house, uh, food is love. You know, your grandmother sits there and spends five hours preparing a meal, uh, it's going to taste phenomenal. And she sat there and she did everything by hand and the old school way. And that to me, food is love. One of my most memorable experience of cooking a meal, well, my family was included in it. So, but there were some other people that weren't, it was, uh, Steve Saka and, and, uh, uh, Dave Lafferty was still with Drew Estate. And they had a Drew State event at Famous. And like I said, I lived two miles from there. So I went to the event and I had already spoken to Steve. I had spoken to Dave. I was like, I would like to invite you to my house. I want to give you a beautiful uh, Christmas, a Puerto Rican Christmas dinner, but not at Christmas. It was whatever time it was. Maybe it was July. So I sat there and I cooked. Uh, I did a roasted pork. I did rice and gandules. I did pasteles. Pasteles is something you only make during Christmas time because it's a lot of work. You take green bananas and you, you know, you got to sit them and, and you grate them with a, with a cheese grater, make it into a mush, something like a tamale. So you make it into that paste, you season the paste, you put it in a paper, put it with the, a banana leaves, you put some meat in the middle, you close it up, you tie it up into like a beautiful bundle and you boil it for like an hour and it come out this beautiful uh, cooked paste, but it, it's called pasteles and they're amazing. So I think that's one of the best meals I've ever made in my life. And I made it with, again, rice gandules. And it was because of my respect for Steve and Dave. Uh, so I had Steve, Dave, uh, uh, Steve's wife. It was just an amazing time. We sat there, we broke bread. My family, a big, used that big living room that we ever, we never really used. I think Bill was there as well. And another friend of mine, Rob, Rob, um, What's Rob, Rob, uh, Rob Rivera, Rob Rivera was there. So it was just a great time. And it was just, uh, uh, with friends. And again, for me, food is a bonding thing to break bread. Uh, you know, I'm very old school when it comes to that. When I, when I cook, I cook everything. I don't care if it's breakfast and egg. I put love in it. I want to make it look nice. I just don't throw stuff uh, on, on the plate. I, 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 I played it beautifully. I try to put like, you know, I, I garnish everything with some chives. As a matter of fact, Kevin came to the house one time after an event we had with Alec Bradley and I, I cooked, uh, I don't know if it was, oh, I, made, I made omelets. Remember that day? I think it was, uh, wasn't it the, the cure oh, for cancer oh, thing? Oh yeah. Yeah. I was yeah, that. Alec Bradley. Yeah, it, was, it was a great time we had at the house and, and I just like to cook for people. So right. That's my thing. Kevin, go ahead. So for me, I'm a big meat smoker guy. I got a big Kamado Joe, big Joe classic too. Um, love that thing but uh for me it it was actually uh 
we actually had protocol studios in my garage back in the day. Mm -hmm. And uh, <clears throat> we had uh, Jack Tarano, Eric Espinosa. Jack Tarano fell in your living room. Yeah, he did fall. He has a sunken living room. Jack, we got it on video. Jack doesn't want us to talk about that. <laughs> So, so basically like we had all the guys there, like they were in town and we were going to do a protocol, like podcast. I don't know what yeah, we were the, doing, but we were, we were on some show and, uh, I was honored. Everyone's coming and Juan loved my ribs. Amazing and, ribs. Yeah. And, and one of the biggest honors you can get when you like smoke meats as a like meat smoker, um, is Juan wanted me to do this and everybody absolutely went nuts. And I was, you know, you could tell it was super genuine, but yeah, that that was a that was a special time. That was a very special time. Yeah, we've had many special times like that over the over the eight years of protocol. Oh my gosh, I can yeah, uh, I can go good, on for hours. It's been a good feel. It's been a good eight years. Just good wait eight, till protocol eight. pool party year three. We got some, yeah, we got four, four, four. Sorry, four. I keep saying three. We, we got to plug that in a little while. Yeah, but yeah, basically year four is going to be off the charts. Well, terrific. That was our newest segment here on Ellis Fumar Takes. Everybody Eats, sponsored by Postani Cigars. If you make sure that your servant style is bigger than your appetite, everyone always gets theirs. Postani Cigars is more than just great cigars made by cool people. They embody an attitude of gratitude and grit. With Postani Cigars, everybody eats. So, John, uh, back to back to the uh, back to the journey, the eight years that you guys have been that uh, you, we celebrate this week with uh, with Protocol Cigars. Uh, I, you know, the, the cliche question is always asked, like, what's, what's, what's changed the most? Well, a lot's changed, but what hasn't changed? And I think we've talked about a few of these things, but what are you most proud of that hasn't changed over the eight years since you uh, started the company one? I think it's our commitment to the consumer, the, uh, the people I call, I don't like calling them fans. I call them supporters, but the people that support us and uh, buy our cigars and become so loyal to us to keep putting out great products for them. If it's the core line, if it's the Lawman series, or if it's a limited, everything we do, we still put all our heart. And we've since day one, we don't put nothing out that we wouldn't smoke ourselves and love every single project we put out. We love it. We don't ever want to put out something that we just like. Um, when we came out with us, when we first, when the news hit that we uh, we were coming out with a brand, um, I got a lot of um, advice uh, from people. Uh, Jonathan Drew, for example, called me up. He goes, ah, I heard you guys are coming out with a cigar. You need to make a cigar everybody's going to love. Da, 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 so you can sell a lot. And, you know, and a lot of people uh, approached us and we said, you know, we're not going to do a cigar that everybody uh, likes because we're not going to make everybody happy. We're going to do a cigar that we love and hope that people like it. And it's been a tried and true formula since day one. Everything we put out, we love. And we hope that you guys like it and eventually learn to grow, uh, grow to love it like we do. So how, how challenging has that been, Kevin? Again, you're, uh, you've been supporters since day one. Now you're a co-owners, like we were talking about. You know, again, this is one of those things that the industry has taught us that you can't do. You can't, because if you try, if you try to make a cigar that's just to your liking, you're going to miss some people. Uh, uh, Steve, you mentioned Steve Saka, you know, Juan, Steve's fond of saying that, like, if you make, you know, if you try to please everyone, you're going to please nobody. Um, so you guys have kind of stuck to your guns on this. How challenging has that been to really like, hey, we've, there's a market out there. We might be missing something, but we're only going to be committed to, to doing stuff that we like. 
I, I, I think we've learned over the years that the formula works for us. Um, look, we're not going to be the next Fuente. We're not going to be the next Rocky Patel, right? We already know that. So it, it's blending the cigars to hit the market. But at the same time, we have to like them at the same time. So it, it's, it, it's not hard for us. And we're fortunate that we have some great supporters that also like the blends. And we have staying power. People are still buying the blue, like I said earlier. People are still buying the red. Those have been to market for how long now? So I think the formula works. I'm not going to tell Juan, no, we can't come out with this. It's like too off the map. Hey, let's see how it goes. Like we tried the six by 60. It didn't work for us, but work for other companies. Now we're not getting rid of the uh, protocol blue six by 60, but at the end of the day, um, we're not going to expand it, right? You have to see where the business goes. Again, we're small. We have 22 SKUs right now. We're going to go to 26, 27 when the next releases start to come out with the uh, Phoebe Cousins and the crime scene unit. So let, let's be real. We don't have this massive warehouse here, mm -hmm. um, but it's just staying consistent. And going back to your other question, like what, what hasn't changed over the last uh, you know eight years, it wasn't all eight years, but having this office, uh, I think up the game for protocol, like having a home base, not working out of somebody's house or somebody's other space that we had to, you know, kind of retrofit into having our own space that we can call home that we have keys to, I think put protocol like to the next level for us personally, it may not seem like that outside of the world. Right. But having this place that we can come have a really good time, but actually do business here. I think that that's been, you know, huge and that's been a staying power for us. So we're not going to, we're not going to lose that. Yeah. I was remiss. We got, we got stuck on the topic of the lawman series and you mentioned the crime scene unit. Is that, uh, is that uh, basically in the pecking, in the same pecking order as the, the Phoebe cousins too, as far as when it will be released or. Yes. Yeah. That would be right with it or right behind it. Yeah. Are we expecting before PCA after PCA, like what's probably the... a little bit after PCA, the way I'm hearing things, we should finally get something right around after PCA. Will you guys be at PCA again this year? Not this year. No. I, I will be there. I'm going to be in Eric's booth, but as a company, we're not going to be there. Okay. Now, with my new job and some personal things going on, unfortunately, and there's some things going on with the office here. Um, we need to keep an office. It may not be this office, but, uh, Unfortunately, you know, uh, can I say it? Yeah. Our our landlord did not pay his bills. So I may need to take a step back and we made a decision because we might have to be moving offices. This uh, place is going to sheriff sale actually tomorrow. And we're going to find oh, out yeah. our fate uh, very shortly if we're going to be able to keep protocol in this current location. But if we're not in this current location, um, I'm looking at places that we could uh, move to very quickly. So we'll see. So you, uh, Juan, you'll be back in the Espinosa booth this year. Yes, I'm gonna be the uh, uh, gopher. Go, 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 go get me coffee. Go get me a sandwich. Go get me a pizza. Whatever. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm there already. I already, you know, I'd already bought the tickets before we we made this decision. So, and if somebody asks me if they want, yeah, I want to put in a protocol order. Yeah, I have stuff with me. And Eric said that was cool, but I won't have like a display like usual. Okay. I mean, oh, I mean, what is the, I mean, again, it's a far way off to talk about 2024 and everything, but I mean, what's, is the, is the plan to make a return in 2024? 
that yes. would be yeah that would be my plan we have to see where everything like lines up um you know a lot can happen between now and then but yeah obviously we want to be at pci we've been at pca every year unfortunately like we, we like the day job you know one one uh can be in eric espinosa's booth so that works out for us this year but i want to be at pca in 2024 absolutely um but let's see how whatever happens here hopefully we can stay we'll see who buys it a bank a new landlord we don't know so um we're in an interesting spot and especially i got to juggle a day job to then try to move an entire office in a humidor of all of our inventory it's going to be a interesting challenge this summer so well Wanda we'll city is going to be the gopher i mean you could just use him to move the stuff i mean right <laughs> yeah me with my bad leg yeah him him with his bad leg with his one wheel accident yeah that's not going to work so well well Sorry to hear about those troubles, fellas, but I'm, 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 and I'm listen, life, life in, in life struggles happen. You know, uh, I don't care what size company, Arturo Fuente, boom, burns a million pounds of aged tobacco for their opus X and we lose an office. Just stuff happens. And I always use this metaphor. My metaphor is in life, small business is like a highway. So, uh, on this, the tractor trailers are the, um, uh, the, uh, the big companies. What do you want? Cutter. The big, the big companies. They're the big companies, and they're driving in the tractor trailer. There's a pothole in the road. They hit the pothole. They make a slight adjustment, and they keep going. We're like a motorcycle on the same exact highway. We hit that pothole. Depending how you're driving, that thing can wipe you out, if not kill you. So, you know, things. Ha- you know, we feel the effects of little things that happen in life. You know, every day we feel it more, and that's just the way life is. And we just gotta mm-hmm. keep keep. St- Keep going forward. And and, and uh, like let, let's put it in perspective, right? So we've moved protocol. Now, this would be uh, right now we're in our second home, right? Mm-hmm. So like and I won't go through the like the history of it, but we had we had a home once where we shared a space, then we we're in somebody's home, and now we're here. We're not gonna lose like having a home base. I will not lose that as a partner in protocol. I will not lose that. We need that. So now we're going to go through a transition. It just sucks that it's going to be right next to PCA. We got notice a little bit before that. So Juan and I had a hard decision to make. And I am now, which I didn't know this was going to happen, but I got a great opportunity and started a new day job. And that creates other challenges because okay. I might be on the road a little bit more. But protocol, there's one thing that I know that Juan and I can do is we persevere and we figure it out. Nobody died. We're all okay. The company's <laughs> good. We still got orders coming in. So nobody worry. Protocol is not going away. We're still here for the long haul. But, you know, there might be a little bit of a delay in some of the orders to shops, but consumers should not feel that from a, a, a product standpoint. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, we're working through it and, you know, in life, you know, throws your curveballs and you just got to deal with it. You know, we all, we all have it. So you fall, you, 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 you shrug yourself, you yeah. dust yourself off and keep on going. Yeah. So, um, so even in a perfect world, if the, the new landlord says, Hey, you guys are good. Stick around, you know, because of the it's going to be, it's going to be too. It's going to be, if you're asking me if I'm going to be there, if they say we're good, it's going to be too late. And with the new day job, I'm not going to be able to take the time off right away. That'd be a hard thing when I'm telling my new employer, like, hey, by the way, my uh, side job needs me to like take off when you're trying to build out. I'm going to get a nice cube. You guys continue. (laughs) But yeah, it's, uh, 
it, that would be a hard conversation for me to have. Again, I am juggling a day job, you know, wants, uh, you know, juggling, you know, his retirement and things that's going on with him. It, it, it is what it is. We're a small yeah. company. And I hate to say that, and it's not an excuse, not a crutch we're leaning on, but it's the reality. We're mm-hmm. human beings and we're trying to juggle a lot between our personal lives and uh, my day job. So life yeah. happens and we support the PCA. I think everybody should go to the PCA. I think, uh, you know, retailers should go to the PCA. There's uh, many opportunities uh, you can get there. And I've enjoyed it every year. It's going to be very sad. And I'm going to see all the pictures and all the media coverage. And I'm going to be feeling a certain way. I'll be in my feelings uh, when I see that. But uh, it just, unfortunately, it's not going to work for us. Well, I'm especially mad at you, Kevin, because now I just have to talk to Juan and not you. <laughs> so that'll be a little disappointing. That's fine. I'll get over. I'll get over it. It's fine. Yeah, I appreciate uh, that, Bear. So, but no, it's, it's. Are you guys doing the uh, the media compound this year? Are you guys doing yeah. the? Uh, who is yeah. it? You is going to be uh, developing. Pal- What's going to be the breakdown? In the media compound. Yeah, we've got the developing pallets guys and the Cigar Coop Coalition will be uh, holding down the, the the media compound again. It'll be uh, good times. We're looking forward to it. So. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we're looking forward to hoping you, uh, hoping you guys have, uh, so, welcome back in 2024, but, but I, I will. Yeah. So like with, uh, 2024, like there seems to be like a riff in the industry and I don't know this for, for a fact, but, uh, I'm hearing, hearing things PCA and TP are going to be like back to back. So yes. now I have a, now, now, now we have a different challenge. Like, do we decide, well, do we go to TP? Do we, because that's way, way cheaper. We hear, right. I haven't done it. So we don't know Well, we haven't done it or like, do we go back to the PC? I don't know. So like I'm hearing shops are like, well now TPE's out because they're so close. I'm going to go to PCA. Well, I'm going to go to TPE because it's so close. I'm not going to do both back to back. So it actually. Yeah, one's them, in February, one's in March, right? Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to create a big challenge for companies like Juan and I, to really hard think where are we going to get the most uh, bang for our buck, right? At the end of the day, yeah, we love you guys, but we are running a business, right? This is not for free. Like this costs us a lot of money um, mm-hmm. to do this. So I don't know, like we have to like really sit down and put our heads together, but I need to get through the summer and figure out what's going on at the office, figure out how I get a cadence with my day job um, before we really try to figure that out. Yeah, the new time slot. I, I wouldn't say it a, a riff necessarily. I, I, I've I've never attended TPE, um, so it's a pretty easy decision. I mean, which which one I'll attend. Um, but um, it's still the the move for PCA. It still does create some complications with my day job too. That's Q one. That's a that's a big that's a big time uh, for my for the for my company. So um, it, I'll be there. Um, you know, they'll they'll that'll be the, that'll be the the plan and everything. But, uh, but yeah, it did, they certainly didn't make it easy on me, but, uh, but hopefully uh, we, hopefully to see you guys there. So, um, yeah. but uh, good. Uh, so, um, so we took, we talked about the releases from last year. So I guess that, that means that there are no slated new releases for this year. Correct. Correct. Because we still haven't gotten those. So technically it's going to, it's going to be the new releases. Right. Yeah. Juan Scott, what we, we, that doesn't mean that protocol doesn't have necessarily new releases in the hopper, right? right? We have plenty of them, but you know, we have to walk before we run and, you know, in our current space too, we have to be realistic on what our humanocrine hold, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to hold so much for what's actually selling and it's at market. 
but then you also have to look at, okay, well, if we're going to bring in, you know, 5,000 of a new skew, 10,000 of a new skew, right. And a natural Maduro in the Laman series. Okay. That takes up a lot of space. We only have so much real estate that we can deal with. And maybe this is like, you know, a blessing in disguise. And I hope it is. And I get a first floor place that we don't have to carry boxes up two flights of steps, a hundred pounds each. Cause Espinosa has to pack boxes that are hundred pounds each. And we have to get all of our friends to try to help us. So you just never know. And hopefully you can get a better, uh, a bigger humidor as we uh, expand. The I love how gracious you are, Kevin. We were talking about we, and we just talked a few minutes ago about Juan and his one leg. I mean, we know you're the one hauling the, the boxes up those stairs now. That's, that's I mean, very gracious. Juan, I, I will say prior to his injury, Juan was right there. <laughs> there, was, there was days I I, I he, did a whole pa- a few times. He, he, he whole has pallets. a whole back brace here and I everything. I got a whole getup. I, I got gloves. And, and I would be on my day job and Juan would call me up and he goes, pal, I hope you're enjoying yourself because I'm killing myself here. And I'm like, <laughs> Juan, I'm so sorry. Like, listen, it happens. How, how, bad, how bad is it, Juan? Are you okay? I mean, is this a long-term injury? So, Actually not. I, I hope not. I had surgery back in November, and we're now six months away from the surgery. It, I still have swelling and some stiffness, but, you know, it is what it is. It's going to take – guy said you won't feel normal until about a year after the surgery. So, you know, I'm about – I feel I'm about maybe 80%, but, you know, like I took a heavy yeah. box down the other day. It's a little scary because – uh I've been, I guess my knees got weak. It's just, it's just one injury just fucked up everything else. So I'm like in that yeah. kind of uh, situation, but I, and I'm trying to just, you know, pull forward and not let this injury uh, uh, stop me, but it, it is slowing me down. I'm not going to lie. Oh, you gotta be safe. You know, you don't want to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I hope yeah. uh, all joking aside one. I hope you're, I hope that you heal quickly. It's and getting better. It's just, you know, I, I put a, I put an ACE bandage on it. It's tightened up tight. Cause my biggest thing now is swelling. It swells up. Like it, it still swells up. I hate it, but it is what it is. I wear compression socks to keep it swelling down and you gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta like, again, you fall down. Sometimes you get hurt. It's a little bit, it takes you longer to get up, but you just get up. You keep, that's, that's a model for life or anything, anything mm-hmm. you do, not, not just protocol, not just you bear as anybody out there listening is life is gonna, I don't care how much money you have or, you know, what your status is. Sometimes, you know, life, you, you, you take tumbles and some some of the tumbles, you know, take longer to get up. But as long as you have the perseverance and and, and you dedicate yourself and you keep pushing and you, you you eventually get up and you keep moving. That's the way it is. Well, you, you talked about it kind of being a blessing in disguise to you, Kevin, not not Juan's injury, but just like the, the you know, all the circumstances with you guys not being able to attend this year and everything, the, the pressure to do another release or something, you know, you, you were talking about how the core is doing extremely well and has done for years and has continued to be the backbone of what you guys have built, you know, continuing to, to kind of re- stay focused on that and, and continue to build, build the brand that way and everything. Uh, how Absolutely. many, I mean, I mean, how many uh, how many states are you guys in now? We're in like 300 accounts, uh, which is really small. When I say 300, people are like, wow, 300. But when you think about it, it's 40,000 different uh, accounts, cigar accounts uh, across the nation. It's really nothing. It's small. It's really small grassroots. But we're about 300 accounts. Um, we're, 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 we're really expanding because of uh, Steve Irwin and uh, Eileen. Uh, like we like Steve Irwin's doing great in Michigan. He's doing great in Texas and our rep Eileen is killing it in Puerto Rico. Like mm-hmm. 
Uh, we had it. We Puerto, had Rico, co- Puerto Rico's having like a, a, cigar, a mini cigar boom. It's like yeah. at once upon a time in Puerto Rico, there's only like two stores. They're old San Juan. One was Rita's shop and it was another place. But there are cigar shops opening up throughout the island. People are becoming oh, more okay. start smoking. And she great. and Eileen is really on top of Eileen's it. Eileen's a great in partner. a small amount of time. Yeah. I think maybe four months. She's opened up eight accounts for us. Oh, uh, wow. in, in Puerto, Puerto Rico. Rico, that's crazy. Yeah, in Puerto Rico alone. Yeah, she is killing it. Right, and we're actually going to be part of uh, some sort of uh, Puerto Rico, the first Puerto Rico cigar convention. Uh, Eileen is going to be a representative, and she's going to be pushing protocol over there. Yeah, oh, yeah, geez, she is. She, she's a monster over there. But yeah, we're we're excited about that and the partnerships. Wonderful. Well. It's been it's been a it's been a, a short but long eight years and uh, you know, cheers cheers to you guys man it's uh, thank you a lot of a lot of great success in such a short amount of time so here's to y'all salute we've had our trials and tribulations but we we continue going forward you know because like Kevin said like nobody died like these are things that happen in life and you gotta kind of like you know again I said it before you fall and you get up sometimes it might take you longer to get up but you just keep going. And nothing has happened so detrimental where we've closed up shop. We're still you know, producing. I had a, a great event on Friday at, at the famous smoke shop to commemorate our eighth year anniversary. I had a follow. I wasn't able to be there because of my new day job. He was training. doing orientation. I had a great event the next day. So like Juan and I can divide and conquer and Juan spend some time on the road. And it's been amazing for protocol. Yeah, we yeah. just opened up a, a yeah. A shop in Tennessee, a prohibition. We're still opening up shops. We're still doing events, and it's great. Speaking of events, you know, plug the uh, pool party. I think we're, going, we're coming up to the end of so the show. The fourth, the fourth, the fourth pool party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So fourth pool party. So I'll give you a quick history for those of you that don't know. Um, started at my house. It got too big for my house, and uh, <clears throat> so I said to Juan, like, "Hey, we need to do a ticketed event, right?" So this, uh, we, we started uh, partnering now with the Chelsea Sun Inn. I won't go through all the history, but yeah. we, we uh, started partnering with the uh, Chelsea Sun Inn. It's an absolutely amazing property, 200 acres. They have a view of the Delaware Water Gap and the Appalachian Mountains that is bar none, one of the best. They have a full pool, massive hot tub, 35 people in the hot tub at one point. You can smoke, drink, all you can eat, all you can drink. Um, we got Hillside Barbecue. We've got Jason Leiterman on DJ. We've got um, uh, Josh, uh, I forget his last name, someone with an H. He is our one-man band for a VIP event on uh, Friday. So it's July 28th, Friday, VIP ticket, $200 right now. I'm doing an early bird special, 200 bucks. All you can eat Friday night, starting at 5, oh, you all can you drink. can drink. One man band, really regal. We're doing a white attire party. So we did it last year. It took off. It just it this is a classy event. We were doing pinkies up with our lawman series. You have five cigars to come to that. The next day is general admission. You buy that VIP ticket for two hundred dollars, you get in for the next day, two hundred bucks, and you get another ten cigars, and you get hillside barbecue, all you can eat, all you can drink. We've got Go Girls Entertainment. They're the same girls that did CI Cigar Fest when they did it back in the day. Um, they're doing raffle tickets, taking pictures, just classy is event. a good time. Great event. We got uh, now we have at the Apollo is playing at our pool party. I just booked them. 
And they are a crazy band that's going to kick it off. They play everything from rock to Post Malone to you name it. It's we're a good gonna, time. Yeah, we're going to blow it up. And that day, and- that day, the party starts at 12. And I think last year we were still the DJ had broken down the band finish and he, the DJ just did a quick setup again, playing music. We were all just having a good so 3 a.m. Like it's just, yeah. a, it's just a great time. We have a, we have a camping option. I don't even charge you. I put a tent out in the field. We have 200 acres. I put a tent out in the field so you can buy the cheapest tent. You don't even need a tent. We had a guy last year in a hammock, in a hammock with his dog and just put his hammock underneath the tent. It's middle of July or end of July this year. Like, come out. You will have a blast. We have Raphael Nodell's son, Carlos Nodell, from, oh, my God, I forget what company he just started, the Cigar of the Month or whatever. But he will be in attendance. Nice. Oh, he I, is I like coming Carlos. Carlos to, is amazing. Yeah, Carlos is going to be there. So uh, we have uh, Rami from uh, CAO, and is he, he's general, right? He's general. General. So he will be there and his wife, Les. We, we have a lot of people that come out. It's not just about protocol. It's about Juan and I giving back and just having a fun time. Because we wanted to do a party um, in July to recognize just everybody that supports us. So we, we don't charge a lot. We break even on the event. But last year, we had to send guys out to get another keg. Yeah, We went through four half barrel keg. Like, mm-hmm. insane. So I'm excited about this. This is kind of my baby. But it's about us giving back and just doing something because we don't have a cigar fest in the area anymore. We don't, we lost the carnival. So, you know, we started doing protocol pool party and it just got to a level that, you know, we felt that it's now worth it that we could charge ticketed price. That's awesome. The legend of the pool party continues. Yes, it yes. does. Yeah. It's a good time. It's actually a really good yeah. time. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah. You talk to people, everybody who's gone has had a, has have had phenomenal. If time. they went, they're coming back. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the last question I wanted to ask about celebrating the eight years, and then we'll we'll go into our last two questions of the night after this. But um, you know, what do you, Kevin? Your your memories are obviously different than Juan's because he's he's been. I mean, you both have been there since the beginning. But is, is there anything that you miss about the old days? Is there anything that that's that you've left behind just because of again because of business or the way that the company's developed and evolved? that you wish you could have brought along and, and just haven't been able to. I'm going to, uh, while he's thinking, the only thing I could say was it, and you know, whatever reason, you know, he left to, 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 uh, to further his career, but I think there was, there was a magic with Bill. It was a great uh, a chemistry with Bill and I, and Kevin along with it. It was, it was, it was really those years we were together. It was actually very magical. It was, it was good. So if he could have stayed on and, and 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 been still a part of it, I think it would have been even just more fun, more fun. Than, it's fun right now. Don't get me wrong, but it just would have been an added thing. What do you think, Kevin? Yeah. Yeah. I a thousand percent agree with Juan on that. Like there would have been a different company. I wish, you know, we could have worked it out where he was still on board, but yeah, it just like I said, life happens yeah, life and you happens. just gotta keep going. Things change yeah. in life. Like this company's a perfect example. If we could do a, a a documentary on this this company, it'd be pretty interesting to see. But the the story from, from 2015 when we were at that booth at the uh, small little table we had or a little shelf we had with Eric Espinosa in New Orleans to today, 
it's been an interesting ride and it's been there's been trials and tribulations good times and bad and that's just anything in life you know think about it the average person look at the, their last eight years it happens and, and that's the, that's the thing the beauty of of this business and the beauty of our company you know we mirror life you know we are regular people we are you guys you guys have problems we have matter problems kevin's going through a divorce i'm going through a divorce it, it happens in life do you let those things bring you down and 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 put you in a funk no listen these are things these are terrible things that happen and you just got to keep moving forward because you know this too shall pass it's going to be a time when this is you know you, you keep going forward as are they you know, it's bad going through a divorce, but there's a part of there's a part of life that's a realistic thing. And a lot of times, a lot of these companies, uh, just not cigar companies, but companies in general, they want to paint this picture of everything's always rosy and peachy and, and great, but that's not life. We are the people's company. And in life, things happen to all you guys out there the same way it happens to us. And you just got to keep going. You keep living. You keep persevering. You keep pushing forward. And that's what protocol is about. Protocols is for the people by you guys because we're the people and we have your problems just like the same way you have probably you have those same problems mm -hmm. and you just keep going you keep building you keep growing you, you you fall you dust yourself off and you keep going forward yeah i think that um i think you just nailed it one there i think there's a lot of you know what what we see especially to now in today's society and stuff you know kevin said it was a deep question uh, like we do see that like it's the the social media life the the Instagram life where, you know, there, there's the perfect snapshot, you know, that we're, that we're akin to, that we're kind of used to seeing, but you know, there's so much more that's going beyond behind the camera that, that is the life that you, that you talk about. And, uh, right. you know, I wanted to dispel the rumor that, uh, the Quan did not leave his wife for me. That never happened. That was just a <laughs> terrible rumor. So, um, uh, I'm still happily married. Thank you. Um, but, um, all joking aside, guys, I think that, it's that's kind of been again that's kind of been your bag from the very beginning is just honesty and 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 transparency and in and a lot of things that have kind of led to that success you know we talked about some of the the things that don't follow the this this the industry norm that you guys have been successful with tonight and i think that's 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 part of it that's part of everything that we're just talking that you were just talking I, about I, I will I will make a statement, and I don't know if I'm talking out of turn, but I think we're, Juan and I are one of the most accessible cigar brand owners. And again, we're small, but um, and maybe it changes in the future. I'm not trying to make a statement that you know we're never going to be selling to like a you know a big box store, right? That's not the statement I'm trying to make. What I'm trying to make is we're right now the most accessible people. I'm unaware by that we sponsor with Cigar Dojo every year um you know just about every night and i will talk to you if you want to join me we'll talk we'll have real conversation you can ask me any question just like you're asking and people me talk about their lives there it's not just yeah. and people talk about their I hardship will, i will i will talk about my life i talk about look i've i've and i'm gonna i'm gonna say this publicly hopefully it doesn't get back to my day job but um when i've had like back when i was at four scout and i had like some tough presentations to give i had some it guys in the room and I go, guys, I know some of you aren't on here, but I really need to prep and I need like a uh, audience that I just need to speak in front of. And it's going to be a tough presentation for me to give tomorrow in a big major financial, like a fortune 100 fortune 50 company. So I need you guys to just hear me out. I know you may not know it, but I know a couple of guys in here do. And that's what it's about. Like this mm -hmm. cigar industry, 
helps you, it helps me personally, I'll speak for myself, helps me personally in my day job as I go through it. And I'll tell you what, doing those things has added so much value to me. And you create real deep personal relationships with these people. And that's why I think they go back to smoke a protocol because I have that relationship with them. And it's a handful of people. But at the end of the day, if I get a handful of people and they start talking and they start talking and they start talking, it just it's what Juan and Bill did from the beginning. It's getting out there, having a personality. We all have it. It's just getting out there and doing it and and getting those people to like drive to protocol. Well, I'll agree with that, Kevin, because I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're partners with you guys as well on the show. And, but still, I mean, I texted Juan, um, you know, just a few days ago about being on the show tonight. And he's like, Hey, how about celebrating the eighth anniversary? And I was like, yeah, let's, let's change it up. Let's see if you're available, Kevin, and let's do, let's, let's, let's celebrate this milestone for you guys. Cause it is such a, a terrific deal. And, um, you know, I mean, I mean, I was texting you guys and you guys were like responding within minutes. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I'd love, I'd love to have that debate with anyone who wants to argue. Let's just put it that way. But y'all being accessible. I I will, I will go to tit for tat for anybody that says that, you know, we're an inaccessible cigar company. You (laughs) want to get a hold of one of us. And if you can't get a hold of Juan, you get a hold of me. If Juan, like I'm not responding, Juan to be like, Hey, this guy's trying to get a hold of you. Like, boom, we keep each other accountable. That's and awesome. uh, that's what I love about this company. One to eight years. I mean, damn. Cheers, boys. Yeah, you, know, you have to sit back and, 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 and I want to take a break. Let me sip to that. <laughs> I also want to thank the people that have stopped because it's late on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah, it's late. That are, are watching right now live and are going to watch this later on, you know, because, you know, it's an hour and a half show, whatever. You know, you could take an hour, you have to go, go and drive in the car, you listen to this audio. I want to say thank you to everybody out there because the bottom line is if it wasn't for you guys, we would not be here right now, eight years later, because it's not like, again, I tell you this thing that before, you know, you know, the longevity is because we're not making, this is not putting bread on our table, roof over our head. However, we're still selling. We are constantly selling. We're opening new accounts. We're pushing, and you guys out there that go to your brick and mortar and ask, because I've been at stores like, yeah, guys that come in and ask for us, ask for protocols. I'm glad you walked in. You know, maybe this will turn into something. But it's because of you guys out there. And I believe that as far as there's a lot of companies out there, and a lot of them are awesome. They're legendary companies, and they're awesome. But we are still, and we never have lost sight of that, that we are consumer-based our platform is consumers and if it wasn't for you guys out there that smoke protocol not every day we don't ask you to smoke protocol every day but just keep it in your wheelhouse and you guys do but all you guys out there that smoke protocol every day every once in a blue an occasion thank you thank you very much this one's for you toast to you guys cheers thank Thank you guys cheers to the fans so gentlemen the last wait, wait, couple- hold on real quick real quick sure. i forgot this i'm still doing the uh, I, I did it last year it was very successful i'm doing it this year so we're, we're to give back to the guys that smoke protocol we're doing a contest all you gotta do is post a picture of yourself smoking protocol i don't care if it's a selfie i don't really care if it's an old picture that you have in your in your, in your phone or you didn't but if you post any picture of you smoking protocol and use the hashtag eight the number eight years of protocol 
I'm picking a winner every day. And I started off as five and I was like, that's cool. Let me do eight, eight days for eight years. So we'll continue up until like Tuesday. And at the end, once I got all the eight winners, I'm going to send some stuff out. And just to say thank you. And you guys have been great. And again, that's another way of just saying thank you. But you guys want to win some protocol stuff. I can't say it's a cigar. I can't say it's swag because we technically can't give out cigars, but it's something with protocol. Maybe cigars. We'll see what happens. It's a cigar. Anyway, shut up. All right. So <laughs> Jesus, just post post a protocol picture and you might win. I picked uh, I think I'm up to four today. I got another four winners to go and just post a picture. Of you smoking protocol. Hashtag eight years of protocol. So, so let's uh, conclude the night with our last two sponsored segments. We starts with, of course, our asylum moment, which is sponsored by asylum cigars. Refuge is more than just a physical place. It can be a state of mind. Some of life's greatest reflections can be found in our own personal asylum. Moments like these were made for asylum cigars. So light up an asylum and choose your refuge. Kevin, I think you've you've taken part in this, but I think one uh, has not had the opportunity. But uh, if something different comes to mind, Kevin, I'd love to hear from it. But basically, what this segment is, one, and uh, for everyone listening that hasn't had an opportunity to listen to it before, is you know uh, we've talked endlessly tonight about how protocol is all about the community that you guys have built and cigars are very much community driven you know it's about having a good time with a lot of people or maybe just a couple of folks and sharing a cigar a good conversation uh, maybe a libation or two but every so often we have that moment um, or maybe in the course of our lives it's been several moments where it's just us and the cigar maybe we're listening to music maybe we're watching a movie maybe we're just alone in our thoughts um, but those moments are, are truly one of a kind. So, you know, Juan, it, what's one of those moments that you've had in your lifetime where it was just you and you were smoking a cigar? If you can remember what the cigar was, great. If you can't, that's fine too. But what were you smoking and what was that moment about? Um, a special moment for me uh, during the eight years of protocol. Uh, it wasn't our first number one cigar, but uh, I was in Puerto Rico with the family in 2017 and it just so happens that um uh tiny tim cigar world uh called named uh the protocol uh probable cause lancero cigar of the year that was our second cigar of the year uh uh accolade that we got and i happened to ha and i saw it come out on social media i was in puerto rico of course i thanked everybody but at the end of the night the kids went to sleep. It was about like one in the probably, I don't know, maybe 12, whatever. The kids went to sleep. Wife went to sleep. Uh, I went outside. Beautiful, tropical, you know, temperature it was maybe in the 80s. And I'm hearing crickets and coquites and just beautiful noises, nat nature. And it's I'm by the beach and I'm smoking a protocol and Cerro probable cause. I happen to have it with me and I'm smoking. I'm like, wow, this is such an amazing moment. It was just at that time, and I've had many of these things, but this is one of the ones that stick out of my head somewhere. So I'm sitting there celebrating by myself, vacationing with the family. I have dozens of other stories like that, but I'm sitting there smoking it and saying, wow, you know, something you do as a passion and people, you know, and we're, we've always been real. It's, this is not a marketing ploy, Kevin and I, Bill and I, whatever the history of the company, this is always, we've always, like you said before, uh, 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 Bear, very transparent. I've never claimed to be a master blender. I always give accolades to Hector. Hector Alfonso uh, Sr. is an amazing blender for Lazona. Um, and I just sit here in awe of this business, the people in it, uh, the consumers, from consumers all the way to the people that work in Nicaragua, 
you know, uh, it's just an amazing thing. And I'm so thankful and grateful for all of them that have made this entire experience as a whole something that has enriched my life. Um, one day, could somebody buy us and, and maybe make some money? Yes. Can it not happen? No, it, cannot, it can't. Maybe it won't. But it just doesn't matter. From right now, I have no regrets. Everything's happened the way it's happened. Bill left. The other got this left. Kevin came on. And it's just been in a great eight-year run. And I look forward to every year that we get. Every year plus, on top of that, is a blessing. Hopefully, a 10th year anniversary, we get a cigar. My thoughts, I haven't talked to Kevin about it, but I would love to do a, a, ten, a special 10-year anniversary cigar that kind of falls out of the realm of everything else we're doing. Not a limited, not a, a core or a lawman series, but something just special to commemorate you have, you have 10 years. You a contract with Coop. You can't scoop Coop. <laughs> so something like that but i'm just very thankful to you guys and um, sure. i'm thankful to you bear and it's been amazing eight years and i look forward to every day after terrific kevin what uh what about you i know you, you've you shared a moment last time we were on but does another one come to mind so yeah probably like more recently when you know you're, you're trying to make some like, you know, there's a lot of times in your life that you have to make some hard life decisions. Right. And you have to really reflect, but, uh, you know, it's when, you know, I was selling my house and it's kind of like the few last days there and you have a lot of memories. You got a lot going on in your head, but just taking a step back and I can't, I, I literally cannot tell you what I was smoking, but I had a nice cigar a nice whiskey and just sat on my front porch and really just trying to get my thoughts together and trying to get your head in the right space. Because life's tough, guys. Life's tough. Like you, you, you see us on social media, and and I'll bear said it earlier about the whole social media like perspective of things, right? I've met a million guys that are like, you and Juan are like freaking everywhere. You guys do this, you do that, you're traveling, you do this. Yeah, we all have problems, right? So let's be real. And, you know, I, I just, I, I remember that day and I won't go through what was in my mind at that time, but you know, it just, it really like hit with me that I needed to figure some things out and just having that cigar, whatever it was. And I don't even care what it was, but just having a cigar, having that nice whiskey and just really having a conversation with yourself. I applaud everybody out there to do that every now and then just take a step back, get alone, Get on your front porch, your back porch, wherever you're at. Uh, just be alone for a couple of minutes and really think about some of the things that are going on in your life. It, it may open your eyes to, uh, you know, a couple of decisions you need to make and uh, figure them out in the right way. I want to have a toast to the good times. It's easy to toast the good times. Let's have a toast to the good times. Absolutely. But let's have a toast to the bad times as well. You know why? Because the bad times only make you stronger. You keep moving forward. Like I said before, you fall down, you dust yourself off, you keep on going in life and business every day. If you have that mentality that nothing's going to stop you, you're going to keep going, whatever it is. I don't care if it's woman problem, kids problem, financial problems, your job, a cigar company, it doesn't matter. In life, life's going to throw you curveballs. Sometimes they hit you, sometimes they miss you, but you just keep going forward. It's the good times and the bad, they make us better people all the time. Sure. And Juan with the perfect segue into the last question of the night, our curveball segment. 
about that one? Good job, bud. I like that. <laughs> Our curveball segment is always brought to you by Dunbar Tobacco and Trust. Fastballs or curveballs, it doesn't matter since the company's inception. Steve Sock has been knocking them out of the park eight consecutive years. Consensus top three. Congratulations to our good friend, Mr. Steve Saka. So now way, I have a toast to Steve Saka. I, I personally love him. You know, I got my I got his personal number. That guy has been amazing since day one. I love you, Steve. It's, I have many mentors. We, there's a guy I can joke. You know, some people say mentor or not, nah, but I, I do have many mentors, and Steve Saka is definitely one of them. I do love Steve. Steve, congratulations. Last year was an amazing year. Every year, I'm sure you're going to have even more amazing years. You are an amazing human being. Thank you, Steve. Absolutely. Here's to Steve. So now I know we've all had a little bit to drink tonight. So pay attention. This is a little bit of a deeper question, okay. but it's a little bit confusing. So I worded it very carefully. So fast forward another eight years, 16 years of protocol. Okay. What advice do you hope you wish you could give this version of yourself? Ooh, that's great. That's a that's a really deep question and very profound. Let me see. I'll say it again. Fast forward eight years. What advice okay. do you hope to wish you could give this version of yourself? I, mean, I don't Dad, know. For, you for, go for me, it's kind of easy. Just keep keep going at the same pace you're going, because we we've got here from eight years not like veering from what we've already put into this company so i will tell you in eight years i would want to tell myself do not let up do not take your foot off the gas keep your foot on the gas keep going keep pushing forward so not to put any words in your mouth kevin i just want to but so in eight years if you guys have veered off course you'll have you'll have considered it a failure if you veered off course. Yeah. If I, in eight years, if Juan and I are not doing what we're doing right now, I've been like, you know what? I would look back on that and been like, wow, we had a real opportunity. We have a major opportunity right now. That's what I see it as. We have a major opportunity. And in this cigar industry, we're recognized. We have a great following. We have, we have something that, a lot of cigar companies don't have and if we take our foot off the gas on that and just say you know what it's easier take the easy route just take your foot off the gas our office is like gonna go away we have this going away we have our personal you know shit going on i got a new job you know whatever like in eight years if i said take the easy route i would wake up in eight years and i'd say you know what you fucked up you should have kept your foot on the gas and I will not take my foot off the gas. Nice. My answer to that is pretty much the same thing. Uh, it's going to be, I'm going to tell the, the 50, the 58 year old Juan Cancel is going to tell the 50 year old Juan. <laughs> he did the math on his age. <laughs> stay the course, stay the course. There's going to be hurdles. Some of them you're going to jump over. Some of them you're going to fall. You might hurt yourself, but get up and get ready for that next hurdle. Keep going straight, and it's everything you do. And I, I try to live this motto in general: just be honorable, um, do the right thing all the time. And if you do the right thing all the time, or the best of your ability, what you think is the right thing, you should be fine. So I'm, I'm gonna just say that: stay the course, and every decision that you make, just make it, 
make sure that it's the right one that you think is the right reason, the right reasoning, the right reason for it, and just try to do the right thing. Just be honorable. And that's one thing in life. I tell people all the time, like we just talk about life sometimes, just always try to be an honorable person uh, and live honorable and just try to do the right thing. Don't try to fuck people. I, I don't fucking curse on this, but you know, there's people out <laughs> you there. Always that always ask why you can always curse, yeah. man. Okay. Um, <laughs> just, you know, I believe in putting out positive and, and I, it's something that, that I think is part of my success on this, in, in this industry and in, in the police industry uh, being honest didn't always work because they don't want honesty. They want numbers. They want certain things. So I've been nothing but honest since 2015 to today. I've been honest and everything transparent. And I've always been trying to do what the right thing is. Maybe not the easiest, but the right thing. So yeah. just keep doing the right thing. And I, I think that's good advice for life as well. Well, just because I don't want you to have any more leg injuries, Juan, here's some more jumping over those hurdles than falling over. But either way, you guys will persevere. Protocol cigars, everybody. That, that was one of my regrets, though. I, 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 if I was sober, I would never have jumped on that one wheeler. I was stupid of me to do that. And again, sometimes you you make stupid decisions and you get hurt, but you keep going. You keep getting up. Move forward. You get your surgery. You move forward, and that's where I'm at now. We're, we're, as a company, we're moving forward. As my as a one can sell individual separated from protocol, Kevin, we're moving forward. I always say this to people too. You cannot change yesterday. You cannot change 10 years ago. Only thing you can work on is today and tomorrow. So always try to make today and tomorrow better than you did yesterday. I love it. All right. Let's do it together, gentlemen, one way or another. So, uh, folks, I cannot thank you all enough. What a what an audience we've had tonight. Staying up late with us. been fantastic. Yeah, there's some big numbers. I, I saw like 26 at one point. I was pretty yeah. good for being after midnight on a yeah. sun. That's one o'clock in the morning, Eastern uh, Eastern time. Great time conversation. Texas. Mid, mid, midnight in Texas? Yeah. What is yeah, it? Yeah, just, just past midnight. We just passed midnight. So great conversation as always. A fantastic uh fantastic moment with moments with you two gentlemen um i it's 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 a privilege to be partnered with you guys it's a privilege to be able to have conversations like these with you i don't take them for granted like you said it is sunday night um kevin's got to get up super early for his day job i gotta get up to one i can sleep you gotta, i can sleep till one you can but you gotta you gotta put some more protocol do some rehab on that leg so yeah, we all we all have our things man and and uh, it means a lot to me to have you guys on and to celebrate eight years of protocol and uh it's been a fantastic evening so i thank you thank our audience hey, if you're checking us out later check out our youtube channel lilos fumar uh, check out one, take 163. That was the last conversation with Juan. Good stuff there. Great backstory to the one. 163. I'm going to yeah. watch that again. And uh, we appreciate everyone out there. If you're checking us out on podcasts, whether you listen to podcasts, whether it be Apple Pod, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, or wherever you listen to podcasts, including iHeartRadio, be sure you download, subscribe, and review. If you already are a subscriber, hey, do me a favor, hit unsubscribe, but hit resubscribe because that really helps my numbers. And that's, you know, you know, that's what gets me it's great guests. Hack. That's why, yeah, that gets me great guests like Juan and Kevin whenever I want. So thank you so much to everyone out there. Uh, as always, this was our 251st take. We've done a lot of these. 251. 251st take live from the Alec Bradley Lone Star Studio of Azel, Texas. I'm your host, Brady Plissy, as always. He's Juan. Where's Juan? He's right there. Juan Kensell, Kevin Kythen, everybody. Protocol I'm Stars. Here. And Kevin. Thank you. 
where the record reflects. I said your name right, even though Juan can't do it. I love you, buddy. Appreciate it. Thank you. Here's to everyone. Guess what, everybody? See you next time.